PCP 59, Sunday, March 8th, with Savvy, Stacy, Mikey, and newcomer Matt. Not my cousin Matt, different Matt. <laughs> this one has two T's in his name. We can just call him Matthew. Matthew. Instead of single T. Has anybody watched Love is Blind yet? Oh my God, please shut up. <laughs> no, 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 come on, come on. No. Am I the only one? No, I'll gave this person. You are the only one. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Hey everyone, welcome to Party Chat People's Podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm here as usual with Zavi and Mikey, and today we have a newcomer guest, Matthew. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Matthew. Hello, everyone. Uh, today we are going to talk, surprise, surprise, about video games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, what are we talking about this time? Um, we are getting ourselves into... Da, 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 a whole lot of games. A whole lot of games. But so many. Of course, you know, the alternate name of this podcast is the PCD. Party Chat Division. So we will be talking about Division 2 Warlords. Um, all of us has dipped our hands into the FF7 remake demo. Um, and some need a little bit more. So Matthew's been playing FF14. Uh, Zombie's gotten into Absolute Drift Zen Edition. I hear that game is pretty fucking hard. It's tricky. Aye. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's been playing Command and Conquer. Sabi's been playing The Walking Dead. The Fi- Oh, Really? The final season. The final season. Okay, you finished yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I played that shit in one evening. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit that until just just it's done. done it. Until mm-hmm. it's done. All right. Um, Diner Dash Adventures with Stacy. Oh, I have so much to say. <laughs> Does it involve you spending money or spending or wasting lots of time? No. Okay. Oh, well, a little time. Is so, it? Is it? Covet fashion levels. <laughs> or no, is it Merch Dragons levels? levels? That's the real. It's Merch Dragons ooh, levels. I was listening to oh another boy. fashion where somebody was talking about Covet fashion. Oh, I forgot okay, to okay. tell you. I just sat there and I was just like, wait, we're not the only ones. We have to, we have to talk about the Pocahontas challenge. It's oh a my God. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, my favorite thing to give you context for where she's going to be coming from with, for Diner Dash yeah. is when she played Merge Dragons, and that was one of these games where you, you get chess, but you have to pay money for the keys to unlock them. Oh, okay. And she refused to pay money for most of the time that she was playing the game. Mm-hmm. So, she had this wasteland of oh, just chess chests. in her, like, right. in her <laughs> land. Right. It was, my world was amazing. With it was chess. basically so an adventure what happened? I spent, I'm embarrassed to say, a hundred dollars to see oh, how many chests I could open and what would happen mm. when I finally did it. Mm. And I basically broke both real estate and the economy in this world oh, completely. Wow. Yeah. The game became completely unplayable. Oh, yeah. wow. So if you do give the money that they claim to want, it just ruins the game. They were rewarding wow. yeah, with it was, ruining the economy. Yeah, basically. It's, just like Diablo 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And yes. Mikey's uh, Mobile Minutes are Mikey's back. Mobile Minute. And I finally... It's going to be the marathon session, though. Finally sure. bit the bullet, and I downloaded Apple Arcade, or I unlocked subscribe. a free trial, subscribe to Apple Arcade, and surprise, surprise, I'm actually quite impressed um, so I've taught, I have like 10 games that I'll get into in varying levels. I, you know, some I played a little bit more than others, but I'm going to give each game two minutes and I will be timed. And, and I just want to point out that none of these are games that I have played. Yes. So yeah, I realized that that's too. That's cool. That's cool. I realized mm-hmm. that too. Um, so I'm going to give each game two minutes and any minutes left over will be used for games that I want to talk about more. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then the um, last thing. And the last thing, we're going to get into classics remade. 
Um, so Matthew brought up this topic, and I think we're in a moment where we're getting the RE2, we're getting the FF mm. remake demo. RE3 is around we're the corner. RE3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of things. Um, per, uh, Parasite Eve is being, you know, swished Discuss. around. Mm-hmm. Want, and it's just, and, it's, and also, what's really funny remakes. is that. Um, yeah. Well, in some sense, you have, you have like, a, there's such a big market, and, and we, I think it's a good time for it because we really have hit a certain level of like fidelity now where it's mm-hmm. like, these games will be timeless. I don't give a fuck if we go yeah. up to 16K graphics. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is still going to be yeah. a good plot. But also, plot. Yeah. And we're starting to recognize but how talking, valuable a good script is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. smart and gameplay. And we're yeah. remaking games that, that were held back. Yeah, they were. Just the they just yeah. were because it was PlayStation or, One era. Or we were more than graphics, out. a bunch of things, gameplay, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely talking about you know what maybe we have in store for the future, and I guess the re- the general reception of people going back deeping deep into the well of old things and updating them for today's mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into it, huh? But first, but first, the divisioning, <laughs> division two, the division. divisioning. So I'm gonna, I, I want, I and you have expansion. twenty fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> as I call the you don't know Matthew. <laughs> uh, so I call it I've the subdivision. The yes, <laughs> the, the expansion came out. Warlords of New York, or as Stacy calls it, great. division two, the subdivision. Oh, Stacy! Oh, you need to pl- come on. What are you? What, your it's talents so are wasted here. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, I want you to take the lead, Stacy. Though, because I have talked this game to fucking death, and you finally got into it. So right. whether you want to and talk I about the him. expansion, so uh, that is appropriate. Whether you want to talk about the expansion or whether you want to talk about the base game, I want you to just kick it off. Okay. So for those who are somehow wholly new to this subject, <laughs> me, division, yeah, yeah, no, not true, not true. Uh, the division is a first-person shooter style game, although it can be played oh, either person. single play or as more of an MMO with your friends. And uh, it takes place in a po- post-apocalypse uh, America. The main game takes place in Washington, D.C. The expansion takes place in Manhattan, New York City. And uh, a virus has been unleashed on Black Tuesday. Basically, everyone handling money on that day gets infected and is likely to die of a, a terrible sickness. Mm. So mm. what's left of society collapses, and the first thing to go is the economy, because you can't trust money. Mm. And then very quickly you start to have fights over food, water, guns. Uh, <laughs> and factions develop pretty quickly. One interesting faction in the expansion is the cleaners, who feel that if you just set everything on fire, that will get rid of the disease and solve all of our problems. <laughs> and they were in the first division yeah. as uh, like the division two is like seven months after the outbreak yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. Division one was during the outbreak in New York and cleaners were in there as well. Yeah. They were like old like sanitation workers. And, and, and like yeah. all these motherfuckers are from Long Island. Like, oh, like <laughs> all the all the leadership. No, I'm not. I'm not making this up. <laughs> the, the leadership, accents their accents are absolutely Staten Island They're and Long on, Island. Yeah. And like. That checks out. (laughs) They're the ones who would like, A, be working in sanitation, but then also just be like, we got to save the city by fucking burning everything. Right. (laughs) So another faction I like in New York are the Rikers. So literally, Uh, Rikers Island has... (laughs) They've broken out mm-hmm. and made it back I forgot to... you have no context for Division 1. No, I didn't. So yeah. actually, so this, is, this is playing to me because I played right. Division 1 right. quite a so, bit. So you going back to that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. So by the time D- Division 2 expansion happens, yeah. the Rikers guys have made their way back to Manhattan. They've made a sizable territory in the town that is theirs. Ah. And they've invited anyone who feels oppressed or taken advantage of 
during the pre-apocalypse era mm-hmm. to come join them and take over the you know penthouses of the rich and remake a more egalitarian <laughs> yeah, so society. Their, their mm-hmm. section that, that that or not I don't, I don't know if they only have one section, but but one of the sections that they're in is basically Wall Street, and uh, so it's like the mm-hmm. perfect contrast. And it's interesting because yeah. I've replayed some of Division One because mm-hmm. I wanted to get more of the story. And the Rikers in that first game they rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, just because it reminded me of how Spider Man in my mind really failed as far as just being like the Rikers prisoners ah like go fight them everywhere. And, and it's every just like man, for no there's I mm-hmm. like I. Yeah, like I have too much like like his, history and context for this where I'm just like don't just make them like generic bad guys. Like yeah. that's that's actually kind of that's tricky. Lazy, but even Division 1 actually like catered this a little bit where if you listen to the radio guy who's like the conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. in the safe houses, he talks explicitly about like it's not all the guys from Rikers. Some of those people just fucking went home, but some of them da 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 da. Right. right? Yeah. And, and in it, Division and 2, it's much it's much more interesting because of how they're inviting other people and they're with their propaganda broadcast, they're Explicitly calling out, like, do you remember what it was like before the outbreak when you'd be working two jobs to try to make money and right. then on your way home mm-hmm. the cops would fucking harass you? Yeah, we're not for that shit. And I'm like, okay, what's yeah. the button that I press to, 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 join, join to sign up? Right. <laughs> because thing, they're like, look, in prison, you don't have minimum wage. You don't know who else doesn't have minimum wage? You're guys that wait the tables, the domestic laborers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're farm immigrants. You guys don't get minimum wage either. You should be with us. And the guy who's mm-hmm. running them, like, he speaks about it as like oh uh, James Dragoff is one of the guys he speaks about it as like this is a family that we are creating like we defend ourselves da 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 mm-hmm. so the, this expansion has gotten pretty full tilt in terms of like being very critical of like are you a good guy which yeah. I actually really like yeah me too and that's one of the things is that as you're working with some of these factions they're like I hate the division every time they come here it just causes trouble Mm. Even the good guys in the expansion, the peacekeepers, Mm -hmm. when you first show up at their at their settlement, they like fire rounds at your feet at at Kelso's feet because they're like, stay the fuck back. We don't Mm -hmm. like you guys always cause trouble. The reputation of housing one of you guys in our place because it's going to bring other people in to attack us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I really appreciate this the more gray territory of Mm -hmm. the expansion, but just in general, man, this is good gameplay, right? Um, the graphics are significantly better. In the expansion. Oh, really? And I think yeah. it's like an art direction thing. I don't know mm. exactly. So the first one, like when I was watching the game with you and you'd be like, wow, this game is so pretty. I'd be like, literally there is trash <laughs> all over the street everywhere. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta remember, I consider, there I consider the cars, book of Eli one of the most beautiful movies. There though, are cars and that thing, on yeah. fire on every corner. There are the bodies just in like terrible like you can imagine the last few seconds of their lives and just cringe, and that's like on every corner of the street. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. It's not. That's not nice yeah. to be around. We're just playing our perspective, that is kind of like. Uh, but from a, when you think about the what goes into it from a game perspective and uh, how, how they've had to program all these little artifacts in there to actually mm-hmm. all work together. Tell the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a right, shit. Yeah. Look, this is the, this is the master. In my mind, this is the current masterclass environmental storytelling, honestly. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are times where like you just see a body and then you look around the environment and there's this mini story about like, oh shit, he dragged himself yeah. there and then died there. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you go into the Riker's place and there's a corner where they have, you know, food, help yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've actually gone to the trouble to make all these varieties of yep. food that people can just grab and take. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Like that's work they didn't have to do. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the amount of detail that has gone into this game. You can also pet a dog. 
<laughs> With the expansion, this is important. It's a puppy, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a puppy. Oh, they didn't have that in Division Two. There are dogs I, walking along the street. There were dogs who ran around. You can't you pet touch them. them. You could shoot them. I feel like if you're a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> in Division One, could you pet the dog? Maybe I don't remember a dog in Division One that I could pet. No, like on the floor. Oh, okay, I don't maybe, remember. Maybe you could being able to pet a dog. Oops, I guess I made a mistake. This is the least important thing, really. I'm sorry, but no, it's okay. Uh, in the expansion, the idea is you're going after this fellow Aaron Keener that's been around since the original game, and you know that his goal is to make the virus situation even worse. He mm-hmm. wants to kill even more people, create even more mm-hmm. chaos. And you can, at best, keep him at bay, but you've never been able to really find him. And the goal of this expansion is to find and presumably kill him. I've killed one of the bosses so far. I know you've gotten further than I have, Zavi. Yeah, I've gotten two, and I only need one more mission to get to clear out. Well, I killed three, actually. It's just that one of the sections, you kill the guy in the second-to-last mission, not the actual last mission for that section. Um, Because I presumably the last mission will be actually getting intel uh, towards Keener. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, I've taken out three of them. I do think it's set up so that it doesn't matter which order you kill them in. You're only yeah, going to get the all. intel you need to find Keener towards mm, the end. Exactly. Of you oh. start off in the middle. You choose which direction, kind of like That's in a Far good. Cry 5 kind of way. Yeah. You yeah. choose which place to go in. And one thing that I really like is that as opposed to Division 1 and Division 2's base game in D.C., where you have sections of the map that are designated as levels blank levels, through yeah. blank, yeah. in this one, everyone's just at your level in the open world always, oh, that's good. which I really like. I think that that makes it... Um, that makes some of the goofier things about that that people can complain all the way back to Division One less of a problem. Where like in Division One, if someone was at your level or a level or two above you, they felt so spongy, bullet spongy. Like they could just take so many, like just shoot them in the head, and they're just like, oh, let me go get cover, and it feels kind of goofy. In this one, because everyone's at your level, it's pretty much tailored so that at your level. A headshot from a marksman rifle will kill a motherfucker, especially yeah. like the mm. the rookies, right? And and so it always feels like you're playing the game the way that they wanted the numbers to work out. And I think that's a huge improvement over the kind of leveling mechanics that they had before. So does it feel like okay? So you have the standard red bar enemies; they're always your yellow. Then the yellow maybe one level above, and then the purple will be like two levels above. Well, yellows are actually the the most elite, but uh, they do yeah. have that whole veterancy system. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I found I feel like. That, when it comes to, like, smart leveling systems, especially for multiplayer, like, oh, I'm level 12, so I can't play with you because you're level 30. It's just like, That's another thing that's worth mentioning because as we've been playing together on our DC characters for PC, because now I picked it up for... My my normal character was PS4, but to play with Stacey, I'm playing on PC. So on on my PC character, she has me out-leveled significantly. And then on our Warlords of New York characters, I have her out-leveled a decent bit. But... The power scaling just works in my experience so that it always feels like we're contributing fairly to the Mm, fight. It doesn't feel, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much work that took with the numbers. No, I'm just saying like... Say again? I wonder how much work that took with the numbers. It's got to be tricky, but I I think they probably still have the same problem in the extremes where if you just started the game off and then you try to get carried by someone who's like endgame already, it's going to be a problem because the endgame person... Even if you, even if the numbers of your damage get ranked up to level thirty or forty, yeah, you don't have so much. exactly yeah. the 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 gear talents and stuff because they'll have the rarer stuff. All those talents and how they compound and stuff will probably make them significantly more powerful than you. That was my experience when I partied with Steve early on in Division Two. Was mm-hmm. he was like Endgame, and I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm leaving you by because <laughs> it wasn't fun. But so far, here. yeah, exactly. But if you're within a you know a handful of levels of each other, in fact, in the DC thing, I think at some point you have me by like almost 10 levels and it still felt good. 
Yeah, so. still was perfectly fine. Yep. Mm. Yeah, so they've done a really good job of handling that leveling thing. They've also increased their uh, usability of figuring out what your gear should be. That used to be, I would watch him, and then again, <laughs> OCD, right? So a little bit of perfectionism happening there, but you could spend an hour just sitting in front of a crafting bench figuring out what gear you want. And it was my least favorite thing about Division 2 before the expansion was the experience. I love the experience of being in a world and going around and just doing random activities and all that kind of stuff. But every time that I went up to a piece of gear until I started like developing a different habit of just like, fuck it, I'm just going to deconstruct everything because I don't care. Like... I would look at a piece of equipment and go, is this useful? And I'd be frozen. I'd just be like, there's too many things, too many factors. Because right, it so might then, depend on whether you're going to use a shotgun or mm, an assault rifle. And, or and what other is 30,000 extra armor a lot? Right. Yeah. yeah. And do you, do you want that third bonus in a set of three? Right. Or do you want the second bonus on another mm. set? Mm. It's just like it gets really complicated it's a lot. really fast. And it's not that they've made it less complicated, but the new UI makes it way easier to parse. Right, you can immediately see whether something is a statistic is better than the other thing's statistic. Better yeah. than what mm. you have, or you can compare two items side mm. by side. Mm. Uh, but the most interesting thing was the recalibration bench, which I played around with. You can can't see him <laughs> nodding on the podcast, <laughs> with a giant grin on his face. But the idea with the recalibration bench is each uh, attribute, whether it's simple like damage per second, mm. or whether it's something more complicated like. Additional heal incoming or or, uh, what are other ones that are a good example? Headshot damage. Right. So all of these attributes have a maximum value, and it actually will show you on a scaler what the maximum value is and where your gear that you're looking at falls on that range. Mm. So those things that are at max value or very close, you can take them to the recalibration bench, and you will basically use that item, and it will go into your library. And now you can take that stat and put it to any other piece of gear that would have a similar stat. You can just replace it with your better value. So this is huge to me. It lowers the cognitive overload of like having to have shit in your stash where you just, you have it marked as trash in the previous, you know, pre-expansion. You'd have it marked as trash, but you'd be like, why the fuck did I want to keep this? I don't remember that I want this stat, that I want that stat, that I already know what thing I wanted to put it on. Eh, like, yeah. I hated that shit. Yeah. Now, yeah. you extract it because it's a high value. It's a very simple decision yeah. to make where you're just like, this is a good thing. Whereas if you have something marked for trash and you see that all the rolls for the attributes are pretty low, yeah. sell it or deconstruct it for crafting materials. Just yeah. it's, it's simple to make those choices. And then when it comes time to, oh, I have this weapon and it's mostly amazing, but one of its rolls are bad, mm-hmm. switch that attribute for something from your library of good roles that you have the the recalibration library i thought about it before they announced it and i was like there needs to be a way for me to take just this attribute and like pocket it and then i can apply it somewhere else they did an even more kind version where you can use that same one that you've pocketed so to speak indefinitely like it's in your library and you can apply it to everything (laughs) it's not like a consumable right Mm -hmm. uh and 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 the moment they announced it i was just like yes thank you oh my god and it's it's proving to be that nice in terms of like oh like it's just less tense to play the game so (laughs) before the expansion i used to have an issue where i'd have to stop playing and deal with my inventory for a while before i could go back to the story Mm -hmm. yeah since the new expansion came out i never have that issue and i think i've got like two items in my stash or something it's much easier to play that way yeah Mm. so it's just not a problem anymore and i gotta say 
Uh, there's a it's whole podcast to be had about inventory management and how that's worked <laughs> over the decades. Mm-hmm. I've seen it go from there is no such thing as an inventory to you literally have to carry the thing in your hand in order to have oh, it yeah. and watch it on the screen at all times and mm. then you use the thing to now where you can have hundreds of items <laughs> sitting around <laughs> in that your mis- backpack that mysteriously it's follow very, you from very place silly. to place very in a silly. chest that... that well, that's what that's what made that stranding so funny was that during oh, those firefights, yeah. you actually had all that shit on your backpack. Right. right. <laughs> but, but for now, this is a relatively elegant way of handling a complicated problem. Yeah, for sure. Like Although that. my favorite realistic inventory system, I think I've mentioned on the podcast, but Matthew hasn't heard it, is this game called Neo Scavenger, where you can you, you, when you find in the early game, if you find a plastic bag, it's like yes, because you can roll a plastic bag up into a little ball that takes a very small inventory inventory space but then when you need to you can unwind it into a bag that you carry other shit <laughs> inside of which is like you get so extra inventory space it. so you're literally like walking around with like plastic bags of like food and stuff and like it's which is why it's so important that, like that in new york thing. city we don't get those anymore but yeah so I, that's actually all I wanted to say about the division. If you had anything else you wanted to add, that's fine. Uh, I do think I want to jump a little bit into just like um, how I like the direction that the story is going. So um, one of my big complaints, uh, yeah, it's a big complaint with the base game of Division Two and whatnot, is that it starts off strong in terms of having cutscenes, in terms of having you understand what you're doing and why you're mm-hmm. doing it. But then somewhere around the time that you reactivate the Shade Network, somewhere around where you are actually in the DC story, you start to lose a certain amount of focus where you're like, what am I doing? And part of it is because for you sure. need to level to hit the like thing for the next stronghold. But part of it is just that they're not doing a good job with cutscenes and other kinds of things at really directing your focus and making you go like, here's the bad guys and here's why you care yeah, and all this kind of stuff. You start to wonder why you're doing the things you're A little doing. bit. Uh, upon yeah. a second playing, I, things are snapping into like more clarity. But the first time through, there was this problem of like we reactivated the shade network. I don't know what the fuck that means, and that's like <laughs> it's that's not like, like you suddenly start getting messages from other agents yeah. telling you to do stuff. And it's just there. They're a little bit. The, it's it's a little bit like the the kind of storytelling where they expect you to like really work to like yeah. piece it all together. And there's a certain amount of that that I understand, where it's like it is environmental storytelling. You do need to put a certain amount of work in to get mm. the overall picture. But they didn't quite nail the balance. With this expansion, they are nailing the fucking balance. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. Keener as this overarching, this is what you are doing. You have each of the four lieutenants who have a bit of their own story. And every little audio log that I find is this mm-hmm. compelling bit of like, oh, there's a little backstory. Oh, there's, you know, James Dragov referring to all the Rikers and how he's built this family. And mm-hmm. here's a, a here's a one about how... Uh, Viv- I think it might be for Vivian Conley and how she mm-hmm. was going to be the second in command. Uh, this this is even th- this this audio log was during the time of Division One because it's before Joe Farrow got killed by you in the first game. Them referring to like, yo, Vivian Conley, like she's actually like getting shit done. Like, do we even need Joe Farrow? It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. That's our leader. Da da da. Like these little logs right. where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is about the characters. So this is really good context. Inevitable that she's in charge now, and it right. feels like more of a big deal that you. And then you have all the audio logs with Keener fucking double playing everyone which are very interesting and yeah. and then the last bit about like how much they're nailing the right balance and whatnot is that each of these fights so far with the actual um, people the actual lieutenants they are different 
from a gameplay perspective. Whereas in the main game of Division 2 and to some extent even Division 1, like when you take out Joe Farrow, it's just like, oh, I'm going to do this next mission. Oh, I'm going to take out the leader of the cleaners? All right, sure. Like it doesn't feel drastically different gameplay-wise where it's just like, oh, there's another guy. He has more health, whatever. Let me go shoot him. Okay, he's dead now. Uh, Here, each of these fights, they feel like these mildly epic confrontations. And for a bit of mild spoiler, when you fight James Dragov in the New York Stock Exchange floor, Mm -hmm. this motherfucker comes out with two of his lieutenants with the most heavy-duty shields you've ever seen in this game before. And all they do is slowly march towards you with those shields. And it's just like, fuck! And then slowly on the floor, this big square. Yeah. Well, you got places to hide, but they just keep just slowly walking. It's like the fucking Terminator or some shit, man. And then on the four corners of the map, you got the guys who uh, you have four miniguns, which in like random sequence will turn on, and whenever they turn on, they're gonna send a scrub to try to get on that minigun and fuck you up. So you need to go. Try to bum rush that guy, kill him, and then if you have the guys with the shields distracted, then you can get on the minigun and maybe do some solid damage on them or their shields mm-hmm. before you fuck off because they will kill you really fast. Keep in mind, this is me doing all of this single player, right? Obviously, yeah. with multiplayer, it'd be it changes a different kind of thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But like having to split their attention and having to think tactically, like during this encounter, mm-hmm. that was fucking dope, and it was unlike pretty much any other kind of mission just because of how like powerful their shields were and how it just felt different to have these three fucking guys just like coming at you with shields and it's just like yo i'm gonna go that way yeah <laughs> yeah and so that was so, a dope fight i remember like when i finished that fight just being like woo and like th- so far that's been all three of the fights that i've been in are right, very good right yeah and i don't want to go into as much detail with the one we did together but uh every major boss fight has first of all a cool set piece that you're like wow i can't believe i'm fighting in this place that's neat in and Mm -hmm. of itself Mm -hmm. but also they really use the environment in an an interesting way they've really thought through where they're going to put the enemies what kind of obstacles are going to be placed in front of you and it manages to be both an intelligent channel uh, challenge, whether you're by yourself or with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a nice, uh, a nice thing that they've changed. I didn't really feel like there were boss fights in the. Not so much. They were just due to they were they were just slightly above regular lead enemies. And yeah, these feel mm. like if you ever done an MMO raid, this yeah. feels like that mm. level of mm. um, epicness. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. You did it, guys. We stayed on time. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Speaking of time, how's everybody liking that new active time battle system on FF7? Very interesting and creative. Well, (laughs) so look, anything that isn't purely turn based is going to be an improvement over the original. Yeah. That's my opinion. Has anyone tried the classic mode on the demo? I have not played classic mode. Okay. Just out of curiosity. No, that's a good point. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, (laughs) I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the classic mode, but only in that type of top-down view of how the game played. Uh With the more immersive play and how we're playing it now, Mm. the active battle system is beautiful and perfect and works better. I like it a lot. I think know how you feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that, like, watching them struggle with... um, I mean, I like 13 a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, seeing them struggle from, like, 13... To through through 15, 15 and yeah. like trying to figure out how to nail like I did not like 15's combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that it was too much. Like I don't know what my impact even is on the yeah, battle. It was a little clunky in that same respect. 
how the battle worked out. Yeah, and yeah. I heard that like once all the expansions came out and you can actually play as all of the different party yeah. members for 15, yeah. I'm sure that changes things and oh, I no, might want to go back to it. That's why I waited to mm. get it because I saw how people played it. I was yeah. like, I'm going to see how the game plays Smart. as they completely want that game that yeah. game kept coming out with new shit for years and yeah, honestly yeah. in retrospect that game did, was not ready to come out no. when they first <laughs> released it because all you only played as one dude and i remember how stifling mm-hmm. that shit felt also i fucking hate that magic dog but i won't go into that <laughs> uh, uh i've wow. gone into that many times i don't need to continue dog. going on that but oh seeing seeing them go through you know 15 and now going back to 7 remake i genuinely from this demo i'm just like they fucking nailed it yeah. you have you have the the, the, the responsiveness mm-hmm. And the fun of like I am pressing buttons and he's doing things immediately. Then you have the shortcut key with L1, so that if you want to and if you're comfortable, you can just bang out the special moves immediately and know what you're doing right yeah. away. Yeah. And then you can pause everything and to have that glorious slow motion. Yeah. So that you can take so much of your time as much as you want to actually do things tactically. Which strangely enough reminds me of the Game of Thrones games for PS3. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminded me it of, actually? It was a good Game of Thrones RPG for PS3 really? that nailed this kind of real time, and then you have this button that you'd press when to choose, come out? To choose before the show no. was actually fucking popular. Uh, they didn't even have the voice actor for Cersei playing Cersei because it was still that low-key. Wow. The graphics were not amazing, but the game overall was actually very, very good. Look yeah, this up on so what it reminded me of the most was bullet time, actually. Mm, it feels like yeah. you're playing in the Matrix all of a sudden. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. are going real slow, yeah. and you have all the time in the world to, to figure think out about what it, you're yeah. going to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as soon as you've made your decision, then it all starts happening mm. quickly again, and it's yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. What I do like about it is that you can't just sort of mash on buttons and yeah. you can't just sort of issue commands. Yep. Like yeah. you Used have think. to be mindful. Like some, if someone uh, enemy is getting ready to do some sort of heavy or critical attack, yep. it'll stop your action. Um, and that's also, what's important about the final yeah. fight because that the, the final fight is where it's just oh. like you'll be here all fucking day if mm-hmm. you don't actually think about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also they towards the end they sort of even remind you that hey now there's going to be enemies that you need to do specific tasks so mm-hmm. the claw guys like you can't just be in operator mode for cloud you have to be no. in punisher mode you mm-hmm. if you are right. their little their health doesn't go down yeah dodge, 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 dodge. yeah and that, and they also yeah. dodge as well so mm-hmm. I do like one criticism I've heard is that they I mean this is literally what mm-hmm. us, yeah, no. not even a slice of the demo. Mm-hmm. But how they're going to make other characters in, uh, play interesting? Yeah, sure. Because I know people are just like, okay, Barrett's cool, but he's sort of situational in the sense mm-hmm. of okay, something's long range. He only has a gun, and then the I, gun, I, I disagree but. though. I think that it really depends on your playstyle because yeah. I definitely think that there will be points in this game where I will main Barrett from yeah. the yeah. perspective of definitely. I can see the battlefield, exactly, yeah. and then I can give orders to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's no, a very I agree. different I thing. I actually like wa- like I watched yeah. like. You know, I'm into FF7, so I was watching people play the demo and talk about it. Right. And then I was like, why aren't people just using Barrett to shoot, like, the... Um so for the scorpion boss, I'm sure everyone's played it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, <laughs> spoilers. There's a scorpion uh, boss. <laughs> that um, yeah, no one's gonna freak he out has like a spoiler. weak spot on the back, yeah. and uh-huh. just watching people as cloud like hit, 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 the scorpion would do like this electric attack, this tail swing, and it seemed like especially because most people played in Punisher mode, mm-hmm. it just wasn't fast enough for him to dodge, and they'd get hit, mm-hmm. and they'd be mm-hmm. using. It. I was just like, why don't you just step out of the range of the thing and just sit yeah. there and go over and over and over again? So and that's part I of how the game found... I think elegantly forces you. Yeah. yeah. I to do different that shit. 
that battle to be a little bit easier. Like watching it, just seeing people have these. I was just like, I did use cloud at some gotcha. point. Gotcha. You were able to hang back and go. When yeah. I play this, I'm just gonna be better yeah. and just yeah. shoot this motherfucker from behind. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I did switch to cloud, but I found it more where it just felt like he was being more aggressive with uh. you slashing him with your sword and him like swinging the tail, doing the electric, the EMP field, and it just, I was like, all right, maybe he's in a moment. We'll back up. And then when I found that he was like close to staggering or yeah. his he wasn't as aggressive, then I was cloud. And then, oh, there was a stagger. Oh, I did like, you know, his braver move. Then I switched mm. over to Barrett, did the yeah. focus shot. And then you're like, everything the just seems thing. to be working in concert. Yeah, and when, then, when you store up the ATBs and you yeah. got that plan and yeah. you're like, do this, do this, do this, yeah. boom. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, pretty and, dope. And, it just, and then you just see the stag and then you just see like the, the multiplier like really take a chunk yeah. out of the damage. So I... I yeah you're right. I, it is a beautiful system I think yeah. and um I think it, as if, when it's fully realized for us we're definitely gonna reap the benefits yeah and there's all these little th- like honestly my only complaint is give me hard mode now like I I, <laughs> I want I want it to I want all of yeah. that to surface immediately all that complexity yeah. to be forced out of me yeah. because like some of it like I missed like when I watched Stacy play and I saw you do the thrust and you caught two guys mm-hmm. with that one thrust and I was like. Nice. I didn't even know that I could could fucking like that. I could get like. Of course you can, duh. But like, never force me to think about that tactically. Mm -hmm. Granted, demo, whatever. But like, I really want them to push my buttons when it comes to the real game. My D and D brain is going, yeah, but they're in a straight line to each other, so of course I should use that. It's full three D. It's not thrust. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 But it's good that they realize like that's. I think. I think that's why I think like these mixed systems of like. Turn turn based and, and like active combat, you kind of get these interesting play on things. It kind of subverts what you think is going to mm-hmm. happen. You're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a nice. You're right. That's absolutely right. That's I wonder if they're going to use like elemental designs of like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, there's water sure. on the floor or you're soaked or uh, something. I have a feeling they definitely will. To just say so. like, okay, thunder when there's water on the floor, mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, because that's things they've done in other games, like uh, where certain elements will be pl- will take more into play. Actually, even in this demo they did, they said, oh, some of the, the machines were like, you know, if you use a thunder, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll but more, but more, them. Yeah. That part, yeah, but more, because that's just a weakness. More situation. And, yeah. and also, that's it's true. like a, a logical weakness of like, yeah. oh, this is electrical it's machine. Electrical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, should. it should, but I think more of like, say, if there was, yeah, yeah and especially with um like Barrett, like if I can activate maybe like, Something in the environment. Oh, there's a, a rusty pipe. Shoot it, and like mm-hmm. you know, right. falls down on it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this will spray out. You do that, and then I'll do my thunder. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you know, you never know. I, yeah. I feel like it'll be a really interesting play if they do that because the environments seem pretty varied. And like we're, you're only in Midgar, so it'll be a lot of yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can cut a pi- electric pipe, yeah. cut a water pipe, cut a steam pipe, and see what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of pipes. And uh-huh. I understand why they, they only did Midgar. Because when you think about the original game, Midgar played pretty different from the rest of It did. Yeah. I remember when you go out in the world and I'm like, like what the fuck is this like rural yeah. country why, shit? Why are we <laughs> playing like, the second game now? That was my, exactly. That was my exactly. How about yeah. when like they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go out of the I dome. And then they're like, yeah, oh, that was a great game. Yeah. Insert this too. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought we were. And then done. you're like, wait, I have three discs. Yeah. Uh, I had four. I played my own PC. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I did too. My own PC. I, fun, I busted fun. my PC playing that game. Oh, we were okay. about to go on vacation, and I was playing the game, and I was like, let me finish this fight, and then, and then I'm going to save, and then we can go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Fucking pop. Power supply blown. Whoa. I was oh. like, oh, God, I'm going on vacation. I think I just broke our computer. Uh, fun fact that's <laughs> not, so it's not a fact, but fun thing I heard from another podcast that's not confirmed mm-hmm. or denied, whereas 
so the PC code of FF7 is like the base code that they've been using since that's because somehow the PlayStation code got lost or got fucked up or something. Oh. Yeah. So I everything that. that's wait, been say again? The, the base code was that lost. from the PS like a PS1 version of FF7 doesn't actually exist anymore. No. Uh, when they okay. did the PC, they they redid it. It was such a busted port that they had to redo most of it. So Holy they did shit. almost it from scratch. But that's been like the base code, all these remakes. Yeah, the base code from adjusting it. That's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there actually is no real PS one. If you have what you have yeah, on disc, gotcha. that's it. Yeah. That's not the legacy of that code, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the code's feel... probably so obfuscated, you can't reverse engineer it back mm-hmm. to actual source. Anyway. Yeah. How did you guys exactly. feel about the story? The story changes. Um, just sort of the new representation, um, of like Biggs, Jesse. Jesse's a flirt. Yeah, yeah, super. super <laughs> she she okay wants cloud. No, she's fine. It's she's fine. getting plenty of clothes, so I feel like it could be much worse. Honestly, yeah. the, the, I like how they flesh Barrett's it out. voice is well, weird. Well, I like I like the exchange that she has with <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. was it Biggs? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, where where like he gives her shit, where yeah. he's like. Uh, what what is it? She says like, oh, he, he looks good too, and then mm-hmm. and then he goes like, ah, oh, you're always noted like, uh, here you go again, right? right? And she's just like, looks are what people notice first, and I'm like, that's a that's <laughs> a really good counter. That's true. Yeah, like, that's a good like little yeah. defense for for I, your I little like flirtatious. Her. So I like her. It's just funny, and, and I think this is a brilliant move to like flush them out because. In FF1, uh, sorry, in FF7, the original, in the original FF7, like, when they die, there's a certain amount of, like, oh, but, but uh, like, eh, you didn't spend a shitload of time with, with for that. The next yeah. 50 hours yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. this time it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to make it hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So I like I, that. And I, I wonder how maybe the re- reorganization of the story, because I know they play around with something. Like, there was... So the demo came out, but I think press had, like, a three-hour demo where they had access had to, more like, of the game, chapter yeah. one through three, and then, mm. like, chapter seven. So I know that they were saying, like, some things were moved around. Like, it's already been mm. revealed. I mean, well, Red, you do meet Red 13 in the original game. Yeah, but yeah I think he's not for playable. Sure. Because yeah, he's in one I've of the cages. A lot, yeah. a lot about I think it. everyone just, like, conveniently forgot or something. I was like, I haven't played FF in a while, but I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. he was in there, there and yeah. he was pretending yeah. to, like, the eat Aris. He's like, oh, exactly, I'm just joking. Exactly. The first time <laughs> yeah. that you fight alongside him is as is at the very, very end of the Midgar yeah. segment of the first mm-hmm. game, I think. You fight, you're breaking out, you fight along 13 a little bit, and then you have the highway sequence as you're escaping the building yeah. and then you fuck off from Midgard. Mm-hmm. So they've already confirmed that they're just going to leave him out since gotcha. there wasn't much. Yeah, it isn't. The why would you have a, a whole new playable character and they're, co- they're committed to yeah. figuring yeah. out ways to make everyone unique and yeah. whatnot? Why yeah. have yeah. him in at the very end of the game when really they should just have his they coming out party be the next one? Yeah, yeah they were definitely. saying he was going to just help you at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because that's how the original was playing, like you were saying. It was like, you really kind of get him more after that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So. Yeah, you're um, not, that's not much of a change. And, and yeah. that's kind of how I feel about all of the, I'm using like almost quote marks, changes. Mm-hmm. Like compared to Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, other than the combat system being very different, which yeah. was necessary. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. be honest. No, necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You other can't... than that, I don't feel like they've done anything that is that big of a change to me. I think they're uh, fleshing things then, out. Yeah. We're already there. And I also think, was, I think it's a slice. They because have so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was stuff they had to do because they're going to split what was one game into yeah. multiple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really about it. Yeah. And I'm cool with that level of, of epicness, to be honest, because 
Uh, the only thing that sucks is we're gonna have to wait five years for part oh, two. Gosh. But well, maybe, my, maybe, my maybe not because they'll have the same they'll have the yeah. same foundational yeah. engine and so on, and yeah. hopefully that'll my, go quicker. My only honest concern is what they're gonna do about uh, cloud cross dressing. Oh, um, because that, <laughs I hope that they do was, that up good. That yeah, was that, of its time. Yeah, it was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna play different now. It it weirdly it's will. gonna play different because <laughs> it was I, pixelated and but you're but even about it but even then some of the lines and whatnot from like the original game they still mm-hmm. kind of hold it's, up. It, where it, like they're teasing yes. Cloud for yeah. like looking so good as a girl and right. all this stuff. That's still pretty much well, fine. But they make fun of Don Corleone like a motherfucker. Oh for, gosh. And and like the right. jokes on him because when he finds out that Cloud's a Dude, he fucking freaks out. Yeah. Like right. they need to play that angle of it, of like mm. Don's being the fucking dickhead well, here. So here's you know? here's the thing: it was ahead of its time for when it was, and mm-hmm. now that's behind the times yeah. because we've moved on to the world where people have gender changes, and it's just freaking normal. Yeah. yeah. So we can't mm. just be like the well, he's a bad guy, so it's okay that he completely fucking just blows his mind and he can't <laughs> understand what's happening. You know, yeah. it's just not as weird as, no, it, as it used to be. Mm. And and I always kind of got the impression from Cloud that he's just just very certain in his masculinity and just yeah. therefore doesn't have any need to care. Yeah. That would, you know? that's, yeah. A, that's a vibe I got when we're just playing. It'll it, be yeah. an interesting yeah. thing to play off of him and Aris in that yeah. sequence. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I hope they do some minor changes well, for, I, for I, the times. Speaking of Aris, <laughs> I, I heard that they sort of play into, because it's funny, I don't know if everyone remembers Remember, she was sort of a pariah in the sense because people thought she was like weird because yeah. she was like an ancient and everything. She yeah. talks. She talks That's to her, pipes. Yeah, that's yeah. how the game starts. Yeah, yeah. she's so, like, look at his pipe. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I hear that they play that up a little bit more of just mm. like, who is this? And this fucking weird. Also, but here. I don't. I think also as younger and then like and then watching and thinking like, okay, like she doesn't. Why is everybody talking about all this stuff? She well, she needs to do. She needs weird. to find a Midgar version of Greenpeace and become friends with them. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. which might be Avalanche, happen. actually. That, that's how we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite uh, little bits of, of writing that they put in the demo was uh, the. I think it's in the elevator when Barrett, uh, like, oh, yeah, was he was mostly quiet, mm-hmm. like, like originally, like, and I like his writing early on, mm-hmm. like where he's just like. Merc, make your money, like that kind of thing mm-hmm, or whatnot. Yeah. And then in the elevator, it feels like he has this moment where as a leader, he kind of goes like, it's time to it's time to like rally the troops. And he's like, the planet's dying and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I really like that exchange. Yeah, and, then, and then Cloud is a fucking dick. Cloud's I love like, it. Like, okay. like, Get help. <laughs> you, hear, you hear the planet crying mm-hmm. out for help. Get help. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, All right. Oh, before he went off this one, I want to just yeah, mention yeah. one Go thing. Ahead. The beautiful thing about bringing this game back really was that it really like brought me back to 1997 (laughs) it literally like just drew me back there because i played that game with my sister and back and forth yeah and after i beat that game we were talking for hours about it (laughs) nice nice Nice, nice, nice. nice. I, I have a, yeah, maybe let's end it by maybe all sharing a story about FF7. So my story about FF7 oh is that I did not have a PlayStation, so I did not play it through and, and really until mm-hmm. I got it on PC. But yeah. my original playing, it was on my cousin's PlayStation, mm-hmm. but because his memory card was filled by his season of Madden, I could not save my game. So I have played the first 40 minutes of FF7 an un- ungodly number of times, and I would keep saving my game, and he would keep deleting it. Wow. So that sorry. happened to me because my memory card used to wipe. Oh. So I'd get 100 memory hours cards. in and then have to, like. I can uh. tell you that I played the Midgar thing. I did the entire thing twice because the first time I played it through, I only played as Cloud. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And I thought that was fine and cool. And then I realized I could play all the other characters and it would be way more fun. So I did the entire thing again. (laughs) (laughs) But also, he was probably over-leveled compared to everyone else. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. That's very funny. I kind of already told you mine. I finished Midgar. Well, I played it like on my cousin's PC. Mm -hmm. And um, we, I would go over and played it and we like finished it. And I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. So like I was this done. One. So then I think we had talked on the phone. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm still playing." F-. And I'm like, "Why are you playing it again?" He's like, "No, it wasn't finished. There's like another disc." <laughs> oh, I was like, "What?" And you've been playing it after me. So mm. eventually, I like got it back. I got mm. a new computer and I played it over again. But I literally thought <laughs> you thought that Midgar shit was, was over. The end. <laughs> like it was a it finish. It was just like okay, that was a good game. game. We escaped Midgar and like now we're going on to the world. Yay, the end. Mm, Use yeah. your imagination. No, there was more fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> Way more. We've escaped New York City and we're going to go live in a country. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah, so the Final Fantasy love affair is not over. No. <laughs> so, so tell us all about FF14. So we talked about 13 and we talked yeah. about 15. Mm-hmm. We did skip 14. Skipped 14. You can't skip to 14 a little bit. 14. It's a little outside oh, no, the box though. I still meant 15 actually. I don't know if it's oh, 14. Oh, I have now. This was 15. Yeah, that changes it. Okay. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about I don't know why I said 14. 15. Yeah. 15. Com- your comments about 15 make a lot more sense right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I barely played 14. My friends are into that. 15 is what I've been playing mostly. Okay. okay. So, so I'm like, guessing it's the Royal Edition. Yes, that's the Royal okay. Edition. So I, I saw and some people playing it, and I know exactly what you guys were talking about. It seemed kind of like not fully finished. I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until this game has everything and then jump in. And I've jumped in and I've loved it. I, I, I see exactly nice. where the changes they made and the changes they pulled in from that that game and what they learned and put into seven. It's like, mm. all right. So well, I remember what you're talking Switching about. Switching between the characters. Switching between the characters and seeing things. Like it, even playing the demo. I played God damn it, it all, do I have to give this once, game a chance again? <laughs> played the seven demo once because I was thinking about how I played 14. I mean, 14 or 15. 15. I yeah. keep doing that now. <laughs> um, because with 15, when you can actually change the characters, if you click certain characters, it's easier to see what's going on. Like particularly, um, Prompto. Prompto, exactly. Yeah. You can see, you can kind of go and p- pick certain ca- um, enemies to focus on. Mm-hmm. And Fun attack. fact was actually my I liked playing as him the best, mm-hmm. especially his DLC. Yeah, there was something about the way he moves and like the gun, like the way he shot things. Mm. I actually, really liked playing as Prompto. Yeah, yeah. Did they ever do multiplayer for that? Uh, not the multiplayer, not multiplayer. the multiplayer mode. Like okay. I, you're Just playing the FF14, game. and like like a tales of right. Like, plug in my controller. I want to be prompto. I never. And you're how do they do that though? Split screen or some shit? No, yeah. we're not. We're not saying that's a thing. We're, we're yeah, saying, we're just is saying, it is it a thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't think. So. I don't think it's yeah, a thing, the only no. game I know that's done that was Tales. Yeah, yeah Tales. You could just plug yeah. in another controller, that. and then mm-hmm. you can just play. It would be a great add-on if they did. That'd that. be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. They should do that for FF7 remake. They should. That's what I was saying. Anyway. Hire, game hire a square. <laughs> no, because then the game would take another 20 years to come oh, it out. Would. It would. It would. Yeah. Back to 15, though. Stacy, <laughs> yeah. keep going back. Stacy's uh, corralling us. Like, <laughs> guys, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no, um, I've been enjoying 15 a lot. I, I've taken my time with it. Um, I, I, I didn't get to go watch the movie. I really wanted to go watch the movie. I didn't get to it's watch it. It's all right. It. Yeah. I'm not it's a big right. fan of when a game's like, hey, you want the full you context? Go watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is extra. I really wish it was just. And, and then to be honest, like, it, it was a cool. And you had to it's leave. It's a two hour cutscene. 
Mm-hmm. That was it. Like yeah. really, what started FF segments and fifteen? You didn't really need any extra. It's well, just, they there was a cool. The they, they try to do yeah. that in fifteen yeah. though, where like when when the fucking empire falls or whatever, the, your city, not the empire, the yeah. what did they call your home place or whatever? Insomnia? When they Insomnia? yeah, yes. when when they show that it goes to shit, they show mm. clips from the movie. Yeah, yeah. So like they don't allude to it. They don't go like for the full story. Go watch the yeah. movie. They just yeah. show random ass scenes. But that's what I'm saying. What the fuck just happened? It's kind of like Nino Kuni where you get transported and then you know. There's a coup, and yeah. it's just like, okay, well, it's a pretty powerful moving forward push for a coup. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like the way that, <laughs> like, that scene was Somebody edited. wants to kill you because they don't like the way you rolled. You got to get yeah. the fuck out of here. The, the way that scene was edited yeah, in 15, yeah. though, was confusing to me. The what? The way the scene was edited in 15, the actual oh. game, was oh, yeah. confusing to me because I was just like, right. oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So how far are you in 15? I am very close to the end. Okay. I, I am oh, past that the time skip. Time skip? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the way they did that time skip was interesting. I just wished, like, so you're wearing the same clothes. Everyone's wearing the same clothes <laughs> in the future. No, they're not. <laughs> you, some of them are. I, I do like to imagine in the video game world, there are closets filled with identi- identical suits. You mean the main character? It's, it's, like, yeah. Amer- it's like American no, Psycho. Everything is much more regal. Right? I don't know why, why, but my characters have the same clothes. Everything is much more regal, like, especially, uh, wait. Did you do the final assault yet? Oh no no no, not there yet. Yeah, I know, they I know what you mean. Close. I, uh, sorry, I know what you mean. No no no, I, I know what you mean. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't done the final assault. I'm talking okay, about like okay. when you first just when do you it, first meet them. Yeah, they actually like, are in the same. They're clothes. in the same exact clothes. Yeah. That's hey, yeah. that's, that's the kind of shit that was bothering me in 15, and yeah. I won't like the fucking dog. Do you know what I'm talking about with yes, this fucking dog? It annoys the shit out of me. Okay, enough with the dog. I can't let go though. Go off about the dog. But you can. He invited me. He invited me very quickly. You're spending the first what 15 to 20 hours of this game trying to get to this fucking island. Yeah. And the whole time, this dog is inexplicably. Yeah. Later on, you learn that it can go through time or some shit. This dog is inexplicably like shepherding messages between you and the princess. Yeah. And the first like four times that this happens, I'm like, can I just? Take a ride on his dog and skip the Your first word. twenty hours. Word. What the fuck? Why am I, couldn't I get driving over it. when this dog can get like I across couldn't. the planet? I couldn't because he can't take if, you. If only you had dog magic, you could Look, just skip the whole if game. You're, I'm, I'm, Yo. This is the kind of stuff that generally in fantasy, <laughs> when you don't explain shit, why can't you just send me a map as to where she's gonna be? <laughs> this book? I can't. If you just start, <laughs> if you just start throwing, if you just she start throwing time travel out like it's a normal thing, I'm just like, I can't take this seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, it threw me off. Let, let, let's be frank. Final Fantasy is not the yeah. most logical no. property. It, it never yeah, was. But there are points where that story movie. really just broke down. Yeah. Mm, okay. it, it really did. It was like, wait, so like we're just going to just chill with the main enemy right now? <laughs> I, I, I definitely <laughs> feel like it, when they be, introduced him, killing him. I, when they really introduced him, I was like, I feel like this guy's gonna be a problem. Why don't we just chill him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't I just pick a fight now? Yeah, yeah. I do. It, it's yeah. funny because like That's I feel funny. like the overall story of FF15 is a compelling one, it's, but yeah, there's compelling. it's so fucking confusing. They up yeah. It's just like okay, like. Yeah. Oh, so this is why Aiden, he's basically the disgruntled, you know, brother that didn't get mm-hmm. chosen as the prince. And so, like, he's coming back to say, like, fuck all you guys. Like, yeah. you didn't choose me. I was like, oh, okay. I, I kind of could get I, that. I, I kind of he, he, he's like his, is he his uncle? No, no. He's his relative. Distant, 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 uncle, distant relative. Basically. Yeah. Distant and you know what's funny? To yeah. some extent, this is a Star Wars problem. Yeah. Go see all the extended properties to fully understand oh yeah. how this story goes. No, yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. But I mean, yeah. I, the, all the DLCs are in the Royal Edition, right? Yeah, all the DLCs are okay. in the Royal Edition. I mm. think the only one 
might be the actually no I think it is in there I just have to go beat the game in the yeah, yeah. Uh, a I, the Lucius I, one that's the one that might not be in I haven't sure but okay. everything ate it or is that his that's a specifically just his story mm. so all Arden. the D, so all the DLCs Arden, that are Arden. included Arden, yeah, Arden, Lucius, yeah. Arden, so yeah, all Arden. the detail, DLCs that are included help flesh out the story and then there's the movie well and that's so everything in, is that everything no so in oh FF thirteen <laughs> there's a point there's 15, a fifteen there's a point. In the story where everyone leaves Noctis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's when all the tells, DLCs happen with yeah. the individual characters. Yeah. yeah. So it actually was like pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then for Arden, I don't know when that takes yeah, place. Yeah, that's separate. I guess whenever. I'm not even sure if that's in okay. that one. I'm not God, sure. Okay. Might not be in the Royal Edition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the the, the like, little expansion games were interesting. But I feel like, like in some way, this is like abuse of fandom because they know that like Final Fantasy fans are just going to buy this buy shit day everything. one. Then they're going to buy the Royal Edition. Then they're going to buy the DLC. Then they're going to go buy the movie. Then they're going to go. It's fan abuse, I tell you. It is. In some way, it kind of is because the original base version of this thing was indecipherable. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the title of the next game and it feels very appropriate. That's pretty funny. Absolute, <laughs> absolute Zen edition. Oh, it feels like it could describe this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Matt is completely in charge of this topic and driving uh-huh. driving our, our, uh-huh. our conversation. <laughs> Which is why we got onto the dog again. No, I, 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 I wanted to talk about he the dog. He gave me permission. He said I, go off on I the dog. I said go off with the dog. Okay. I, I wanted That's to talk right. about that. I wanted to hear your opinions on that. Cool. It, it dog kind of just broke the story in points. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so we could have just left a whole message, but we're going to just write a poem. Just accept the We're going to yeah. write a poem. Welcome but we could have left a whole Welcome to Story what's really Conceits 101. Is that I the mean, dog is just popping around the corner and writing cool. the notes himself? Yeah. And then he's just coming Aww. back and giving you a yeah. note, pretending like he went yeah. and like did the, did the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's actually a hyper-intelligent dog. Well, other than the dog, the dog is, is there anything like else you'd like to say about He's writing the letters no, himself. There's some, yeah. some really uh-huh. depth, um, deeper things <laughs> I wanted to say about the game. Like, I, I really like how they played on the summonings. And I, I notice every Final Fantasy game is a summoning just slightly different. Mm. But this one really set the stage in terms of they're massive beings. The that presentation really is ridiculous. Like, yes, presentation. Oh my gosh! Great. When did you ever get Titan for the Adamant toys? I got them all once. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's okay. one of the things that doesn't annoy me about it is like they're very situational. It's, yeah, it's like most I think of the depending time on get, in the land, de- so depending I, on where you are, they're impressive in the world. looking. I didn't like them from a gameplay perspective because yeah. every time they came up, it just felt like the win button. Yeah, it was the win button, and not when you got further in the game. Okay, no, sometimes yeah, sometimes you really needed them, but like sometimes further in the game, they were definitely not the win button. Sometimes they were really like, well, I kind of want to play somebody else who's coming to help. Yeah, Uh, just gonna just do Rama. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the part I because you don't have that like. agency, you don't have that control. Yeah, no. which which mm-hmm. like thematically makes a kind of sense because they're gods and they'll come yeah. whenever they fucking please. Yeah, Rama's got your back. <laughs> True, but like, I'll help you maybe. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. or if there's water by, um, just get Leviathan. Yeah, <laughs> or if there's no water and no air, just send Titan. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then Shiva. I don't know why the fuck she came. So, yeah. <laughs> she just, I, I, she just I did. do kind of wish you could ask when you were like in an area. 
That would have been if cool. If it was like, all right, I'm sort of low on health. I'm in an area where there's water, earth, and potential sky. Who do you well, want? Can, can I yeah. ask? There, and that would play into. There's ways that like you the can. Gods. There's ways that you can play in with it and still have agency, right? Yeah. So, like, if there was a guy that like heals or something, and mm-hmm. you need to be near water, mm-hmm. like you can imagine that during big encounters, there'd be water nearby, but yeah. not necessarily where you're fighting, so that when you reach like a fucked up, like I need, I need to get heals. I need this guy. Like you, like make a break for it, and you go for the go water for the or water. something. You know, like yeah. I can imagine there being a bit more agency to it while still retaining the mm-hmm. like their gods yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's hard. Do mm-hmm. cool. I, I like the car aspects. The car aspects may create a almost different game. That's another topic on entire. I'll talk about it after this. But the I like how you can mo- modify the car and do different things. That's the whole yeah. like interesting thing that they didn't really do with some of the other games. You just kind of had a vehicle. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and you could play music and you could put on be, auto drive yeah. and just yeah. listen. It was yeah. a weird like way to chill in a certain yeah. sense. Yeah. I thought that um, actually trying to like check all the boxes in the open world mm-hmm. was a little bit tedious, it partly was. due yeah. to the distance, the distance stuff, yeah. between stuff, which like, it's okay to have like, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, big barren world. Yeah. Like it can work thematically, yeah. but at the same time that you have this relatively low density and like world, have giving me a checklist of things to do. Like, the checklist it's is like, to make you see all the. It's little like things Skyrim with no density. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're exactly right about that. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that part. But but yeah, yeah. The, yeah driving around was was dope. I like just yeah. like playing with the camera and trying to like frame mm-hmm. them so that they look cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Trying to get those nice little angle shots. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember Very the fan. Of us. <laughs> no, fan. Was the hey, I need a pro- I need a picture of no, this. Ignis. Who's the photographer? Prompto. Um, Prompto, okay, yeah. You, and you can have Ignis a special friend to just do shots. And Gladio yeah. was just, I'm cool. The cooking was fun. And <laughs> yeah. I, I like how they have all those little aspects. They really make it almost a different game mm. in different parts. Yeah. Well, I think they experimented with a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I they, think, they dark oh, souls it a bit. A little did. bit. Uh, the, the, the economy. They did was definitely yeah. The horror aspect to it. The economy, though, for, for the cooking, I don't think was particularly good because most no. of the time your experience bonus from staying at an actual inn was better. better and then you don't actually get to cook if you do that. Yeah. And I never felt like the combat was particularly pushing me to try to to, to need to exploit those yeah. those bonuses. That yeah, you I did it and yeah. it wasn't a major... Bonus. It, yeah, it right, works, it works for like those moments going. between the characters when you're the, camping the together. The particular foods, like there were some foods where like it would really give you a boost. Yeah. yeah. But then someone was like a little bit. And mm. I was like, well, well I can I mean, just eat once this you, one food. Once well, you, yeah, yeah. Once you found it. Yeah. That, you, you didn't know, need anything else. Well, and, and, it, and it's an interesting thing because there's a lot of people who can forgive that just by going like, but I'm going camping with my boys. That's fine. Yeah. And like, but I'm like a different type of gamer from that. Like, Forgive me, Mikey, I'm going to talk about Horizon again. But, like, part of the reason that I think Horizon is so good is that all of those gameplay systems, like, especially on the very hard difficulties, you have to engage with them. You cannot fuck around. You need to collect things. You need to Mm -hmm. have the right materials to, like, craft arrows. If you can, you can. Yeah, it's not a, like, oh, casually, if you want to do this. Like, no, you got to fucking. Then that's what I wanted out of, like, that kind of thing is, like, make me give a shit about that bonus. Mm -hmm. Make me give a shit about this. Whereas it really felt like it was just the levels in Mm -hmm. that game. Whereas if I'm over level, I just got to mash a button. If yeah. I'm under leveled, I just got to spam potions. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And you just keep prompt. keep your main character a weird distance from stuff so he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teleport away. Teleport away. Sounds You're, like everybody's F-15. dead. Just teleport. You're good. Why? Sounds like because if he dies, it's game over. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. That's yeah. really it. He's it the only a... one who's not allowed to die. Yeah. 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 That teleporting was fun. I, I'll, I'll give it that. True. Though. Yeah. Especially like if you had a big battle where random things started stoning near the end of the game, you have a whole bunch of enemies that'll just pop up into a fight <laughs> yeah. at night. 
Oh, jeez. So that's the fuck off button. Yeah, that's, that's the I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're almost done, though. Yeah, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm, I'm close to the end. Cause I, but what I did was I stepped back because I wanted to see all the major stuff and try and get all the weapons before I went to the final fight. Just, uh, to, just to have it. Just to have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have all options. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you got some critiques, but it sounds like you're enjoying it, though. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. All um, right, nice. But I, I I think I would have enjoyed it a lot less had I just jumped in. <laughs> 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 like one less full. Yeah, it's yeah. rockier. It was. Uh, it does make me curious to try it again, but mm. we'll see. Cool. All right. Shall Absolute I drift? Shall I talk about some drifting, Into you guys? Drift. Sure. Yeah. Hard yeah. drift game. Well. So this game is interesting. Uh, so it's pretty much what I wanted. Uh, looking at the videos and stuff. Let me. I'll pull up a video for you guys. In fact, um, it's kind of like th- these. It, it reminds me of um, Trials. Yeah. The Trials games where you have this um, very simple to kind of understand the basics of it but hard to master like controls where there's this there's this give and take with the controls where if you're not careful if you're not trying to really master the game and whatnot then you're gonna just like crash into shit and feel stupid Mm -hmm. like it's it's hard it's tricky to to get some of these lines and then it also has that rapid uh rapid replay kind of thing of like a super meat boy where mm-hmm. it's like oh mm-hmm. that first turn i fucked it up so let me oh, you retry immediately okay. yeah it's a top down you're driving a car and your controls are gas and brake and handbrake yeah. basically it and yeah. steering and you're just trying to like get through these levels but with the caveat that you're trying to achieve good score mm. by drifting as yeah. much as possible and a drift is when you're essentially moving parallel to or sorry perpendicular yeah. to the direction to your to the car actually facing yeah. uh, this particular direction so that's how you do that with handbrake and mm. you start to get a feel for like these these ways that you can do these light taps of yeah, you know right. tap the handbrake very slightly tap the brake a little bit hit the gas again so that you don't lose momentum like it's all these kinds of does not feel like any kind of traditional driving game. No, it's not it's a racer. Like, it's almost no like way. we've used a car just to make it easier to just understand what points, you're yeah. trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have easily just been a box. Uh, maybe it feels like a car though it feels like yeah, you know, it has all the nice sound effects of mm. of a car okay. i love the night levels because honestly the headlights give me a little bit of like extra orientation yeah. where if the edge of the light is is almost like my forward and i'm trying to keep my car at like 45 degrees yeah or some shit. i could see that, um, that would help but out. yeah it's a it's it's a really satisfying simple arcadey Ooh. kind of game mm. where you start off and it does a decent job of going like here's some basic levels here's a figure eight level just try to drift for 10 seconds on while you do three laps or something like that right and you're just starting to get the little basics out and every level has like six challenges or something like that sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just a score attack of get this much score which means try to combo different drifts and things like that sometimes they're more specific like you can see cones on the level and I forget what they call them exactly, but you basically get points for going for drifting Closer. close yeah. to those posts, and then you'll have challenges where it's like get this many points just from yeah. those posts. Yeah. Then you oh, have wow. yeah, then you have other challenges where it's like complete it in time, mm-hmm. you know. So sure. that's a combination of try to go as fast as you can, but part of going as fast as you can, depending on the level layout, does involve drifting. Yeah. It does involve like figuring out the perfect line. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really really like hard to master like we're watching gameplay right now of someone mm-hmm. who's approximately 10,000 times better than me at this game <laughs> it's the top, and it's yeah. The world yeah I know I saw it's the world record for this level or something and but like 
it's nuts. Like I'm watching this. This reminds me a yeah, little like bit the whole time, of yeah. when, yeah, this reminds me a little bit of when I first watched Professional Rocket League. Yeah. And like back then I was playing with my friends and I was like, this game is dope. And I remember the loading screen mm-hmm. was like two cars flying at each other in the air. And I was like, that's impossible in this game. No one mm-hmm. could ever do that. And then, then I watched, then I watched Professional Rocket League and I was like, I am trash at this game. I have so much to learn. And, yeah. and well, this has and that kind that of thing. There are many kind of mechanics mm-hmm. underneath the simplicity of the physics. <laughs> yeah. There's exactly. a lot of depth there. And I that's, can kind of see that with this one too. That's a big part of what I like about these kind of games, such as mm-hmm. like Trials, such as this game, such so as Rocket League. So is there League. sort of like a vertical up-down feeling? There is verticality. Oh, uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah, then. yeah. Like There uh, is verticality in levels. Like you'll have an underpass and an overpass okay. potentially in some levels. But yeah. do you ever feel like you're going downhill so that changes the way you have to drive? You're going oh, oh, I see yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, that's, that's I what don't recall that ever being a factor for me. Okay. It could be, honestly. It could be something that I've been ignorant of. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. But yeah, like it's just the, the amount of like skill to like like you could play this shit for hours like yeah. on one level trying to get all six of the of the challenges that they've got for you and it would be a fun six hours of failing mm. and failing and failing and failing and failing and then succeeding and mm. being like it's I'm fucking like awesome got this nice hop, hypnotic pull to it that too yeah. and it has really cool music behind it as well that like fits the vibe of very mm. like Chilling, chilling mm-hmm. vibe, nice music, a little bit of like electronic stuff for sure, and like, but it, it's it's a it's almost relaxing if not for the fact that you could easily get very angry at <laughs> oh, failing yeah. over and over and over <laughs> again, right? Like you can imagine me turning off the music and then instead playing my like let me shoot everyone so in the face mix. Has, <laughs> yeah, somebody has a really bad case of OCD. They yeah. should play this oh, game or they should not play this game. Oh man, I I don't know. I don't know their life. <laughs> like, do they have do they have a paper due tomorrow? Because if they do, they should not nah. play right. this game. I see. But if they, they have time on their the hands, they will yeah. enjoy the heck out of it. If they if yeah. they turned in that paper yesterday, yeah. they should get this game. Yeah. Like okay. it's 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 really fun. It's really uh, different, mm. and and it's like I remember watching the videos because uh, it just caught my attention sometime randomly on the PSN store, mm. and I like watched the videos, and I was like, I mean, the video is mem- cool. Yeah, it is. It I, I saw a video. I finally first. threw down for yeah. it. It was relatively cheap, mm. maybe sub twenty. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. It's like and fourteen ninety nine. Is this yeah, made by the same people that did like uh, the Go games, like um, Tomb Raider Go? Oh, I see how you no. get that. The it's art like style is very similar. Like it has a very yeah. indie feel to me. It does. It's, it's a, definitely indie. It's a guy yeah. who I think it's a car studio. Oh, like, car studio. Okay, yeah. But yeah, we could look that up. Super. I remember quick. looking at it. Mm. And just going like, wow, this looks like my kind of game. But the developer reading is some fun selector labs, oh, fun yeah. selector. And reading Flipify, some just saying like it's two like different ones. So really, really, really hard. And I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, this doesn't look like it's a Zen edition yeah. to me. <laughs> Interesting. Flip, flip Fly would be more of a developer. Oh, Flip Fly made the Zen edition. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was an original at some point. So but. relative unknowns regardless. It yeah. Like yeah. Small companies, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. this game is cool. <laughs> if any of those things I described sounds appealing to you, yeah. whether it's Trials or like... Oh, the, they made Race and, to the Sun. And I see uh, yeah, Flip Fly, new game announced, Cats Fly Helicopters. That sounds hilarious. So mm-hmm. I may be interested. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> look forward to Cats Fly Helicopters <laughs> from Stacy. Coming soon <laughs> to a podcast near you. Mm. Sure. Um, so yeah, Absolute Drift Zen Edition, good shit. Uh, I was playing on PS4. You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's probably okay. available on other things. I can, in fact, it must be available on PC because yeah, we were looking at the video, had the the keyboard and mouse overlay on the on the video. But oh. uh, good game. 
Dope yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Next. So Throw it back to Matt for some. And in Conquer. So back to another mobile. Well, this is a mobile game. Um, Oh, this, I, is the, I, this is the mobile. It is one? the mobile one. I, I've played pretty much all the Command and Conquer games. I have like just a, a quick. Scene. Is this the one that they play? Uh, that they that demoed at E3, E3 or E3? some shit. It, I think so. It's the PvP one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, rivals. Okay. Rivals. CNC rivals. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Oh wow. Yeah. No, I've, I've played a lot of them. Different Command and Conquer games, and the way they streamlined this for a PvP short, quick game. Yes, yeah, exactly. Only exactly. PvP. It's only PvP. Gotcha. And it's, of course, because they need to somehow monetize the shit out of it. Yeah, and of course. That's by making it multiplayer. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> and the funny thing is, you're probably you may be watching someone stream, and mm-hmm. I may have actually came up playing against them because I'm in the top six percent of the game. Oh <laughs> shit! So I don't know, oh, but um, yeah, nice. no, I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> well, you got you got that that. Old knowledge is carrying over from yeah. CNC into no, no, the mobile one. The old knowledge carries over, and that's dope. It's well the way this game plays because it's PvP. Knowledge from other games like fighting games or other st- or mm. um, shooting games um, comes into play as well because you have to figure out it's how to distract someone to, to play. It's mm. it's not just all right. Well, yeah. I just got to yeah, take yeah, these yeah. points. Because there's fog the of war as well, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, the, yeah, there's fog of war as you can see because we're doing the showing a demo of the game. Um, this fog of war, so you can't exactly see what's on the other person's thing unless you put a pawn out, basically yeah. a small character out, and, and reveal some of the. You got to reveal, and uh, they've recon really, exactly recon. They have plenty of recon characters that allow you to see pretty far out. Mm. Um, but the main aspect of this game is trying to balance your recon with your economy. So, mm. like, you have characters. They're not really showing it here, but you have, you have to put out the trucks as in every game. Okay. Um, to get basically um, um, get uh, money before you can spend on these units. Right. And if you screw someone's economy up early, that can really change the game very quickly. <laughs> it's over. So I, I, the strategy I have right now for is I'll send in a whole bunch of swarm units to just take out someone's <laughs> economy. Test them. And if they try and go after my, my swarm units, I'll just send a big unit on the other side of the field. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that's been pretty successful unless nice. someone like, <laughs> it has really good at some, um, someone who can read it. Yeah, yeah. you can read it ahead of time. Yeah. Let's go over the structure real quick, though, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember a little bit of like the structure. Mm-hmm. You're trying to capture the middle point, yes. and by capturing it, you shoot like a nuke over, and you got to hit the enemy base with two nukes to yeah. win the match. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, you have to hit two rocket nukes to, 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 yeah. to win a match. So you're capturing a central mm-hmm. thing in the jig. And, but you, there are other ways to win. If you, Because the main <laughs> idea is to basically take out their base. Yeah. And like, like I said, if you just throw in a whole bunch of swarm units ahead of time, and they just have their, reco- their resources out... They can't necessarily defend that right away. Right. Mm. You Zerg rush them. <laughs> yeah, you Zerg, exactly. You Zerg rush them and then they can't do anything yeah. to fight it. Uh, but uh, sometimes if you try and do that, you can be vulnerable to another unit type. Like if someone has a flying unit. It's like, it's like a, um, in other um, strategy games like that, some unit will beat another unit more than another. So yeah, like, the matchups. Yeah, the matchups. So like someone has a flying unit, they can sweep you mm-hmm, very quickly mm-hmm. if you have only... Vehicles, or you have only humans. Yeah, yeah. And it's very every game is very creative. It's not never. I've never had the uh, the feeling like, uh, and I've been playing it for a while, where like it just gets boring because it's the same thing happening over and over again. Gotcha. Like uh-huh. I'll I'll have a strategy that's been working, and I'm like 
15 people in that have been like, have stacked yeah, yeah. and beat. And then someone and counters someone you. And someone counter one time, and it'd be... And be like, oh, shit, I got to think now. Yeah, I have to actually think about, oh, okay, I'm going <laughs> to play this completely different. Yeah. And I watch other people's plays, and everybody plays slightly different how they do it. Mm-hmm. Like, some people will try and really just, like, corner you, and then just send in a flying unit and to sneak it in at the side. Mm. And it's beautiful how they have some some units that are, like, that can actually be invisible until... And uh-huh. Until they decide to attack. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so you it, could have it, someone just floating around for recon. Mm-hmm. You could have someone floating around for recon, just not attacking, just seeing mm-hmm. everything, and then just attack. What happens if someone tries to walk into the space where that person's at, though? If they walk close to that to them, then they'll attack, and then you can see them. Gotcha. But you can also move that unit out of the way yeah, in yeah, that yeah. first period of time. It'll go invisible and unattackable yeah, yeah. for a while. And then that's it's a good way to defend um, getting rushed. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, it's 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 been a very interesting play and and you don't have to put a lot of time into it to to, to build up like I I really haven't been putting more than I boiled down yeah to more a, like to five a, ten minutes playing yeah this yeah, game yeah. oh yeah right game. right in terms of the length of sessions yeah that's a good like work break game yeah, that's exactly what it yeah, is for me. yeah nice nice, oh, nice I mean it's funny I can see who like puts money into it because if you put money into it you can <laughs> build it's it's mobile game so if you put money into it it can build up really quickly mm. I haven't put in more like five ten ten dollars into the game and okay. that's gotten pretty far so yeah that's something I think we usually touch on when we talk about mobile games like what's the economy does it feel gross does it feel like you spent up money and you were like yeah this is fine no I think the economy is if you put in a lot of money you'll shoot up very quickly uh-huh but then you won't necessarily be able to compete with the people that are at that level. It's like buying a it's like buying a level sixty World of Warcraft character, mm-hmm. but you exactly don't know how to play the fucking like game. Because you, know? you can easily get beaten. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I've definitely played against people who are like a way higher level than me, and it's because I've figured out all these strategies all the way up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can destroy them in seconds. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's not. It does not feel like pay to win in that regard at all. No. You you pay to get units or pay to get up to the level, but. Mm-hmm. Once you're at that level, you, you have to have you, the skills. To you've you got to have the skills to keep. Because you're going to get matched with people at your level. Yeah, you, you'll get matched with people at your level. It'll, okay. And it's just, it's got seasons, so they'll have like different um um uh, tournaments, which they'll completely change the game aspects. Like they'll you can have four rockets to to, to win, or they'll be like you can't you have a certain amount of the economy mm. and you don't get any units to build uh, up anymore. Mm. You just have to figure out exactly how you're going to spend all that. So oh, like you can't get more money. You mm. just have a fixed budget. Yeah, or you oh, can okay. only use certain units. And that's all fight. seasonal gameplay stuff. Yeah, those are seasonal that's, games. That's plays. a smart way. To Is do. it across all modes or just like that mode? Oh, no, no just that mm. mode. So the okay. way the game aspect plays top down is they'll have, they have the, you can play the, um, Yes, GDI, which is like US Army, <laughs> or you can play the oh, I forget what the, the the Nod, which they've had in plenty of other games. And the, are those the Russians? Yeah, basically. The <laughs> and the, you can do a campaign for either one and build up between leagues. And those the, you get bonuses each day to make the more points and more money for your, your character to, to spend on each unit and leveling up the unit. Okay, but like, do you run into pr- any kind of problems in terms of like, oh, if only I had leveled up this guy, then that strategy would have worked for me? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, uh, so uh, that can happen. And I've noticed that some people will just level up certain units, and you get bonuses certain days for using certain units. So if you don't have that unit level, oh, oh okay, it, it, mm. it's, it's kind of a, a mm. detriment. But what I've been doing is 
I'll, I've been slowly, incrementally pulling myself up to levels. Mm. And because I, I level all my units across the board so I can play whatever the hell I want okay. rather than, mm. oh, I brought all these yeah, units yeah. in here and they're not the right level. Right. And, just and is it fight. the classic, like, you pay real world money for premium currency, which you use to, like, fast track leveling things up? Or? Yeah, that's that's how it works. You can fast track stuff up, but um, the game plays just fine. It's not, like, broken like mm-hmm, that. You mm-hmm. can play just fine if you just go day by day because they give you bonuses each day and it's not like oh you have to pay money to get anything yeah it's okay that sounds that sounds decent that sounds like yeah. that trade off between like dedication and time which i'm mostly okay with developers yeah. monetizing in that way cuz yeah. um, if you're a hard working adult and you yeah. you just want to like level up you'll spend some money yeah. and if you're a teenager who does not have money yeah, you you'll can... play the game like a motherfucker yeah. which all of which actually contributes to the to the actual community and having mm-hmm. a critical yeah. mass of players and all that stuff. and they have like moderate they have like one ad <laughs> once in a while oh yeah it's it's not even like up. oh man you need to watch this ad it's like well yeah. here's an ad if you want to get an extra thing you can watch do it. they have any options in the store to like disable ads um, I don't usually actually watch any ads. It's not even like a, okay. you need to watch this. It's if you want to watch an ad, you can watch oh, an ad. Oh, it's like thing. if you watch an ad, we'll give you X premium currency yeah. or some other bullshit. Okay. It's yeah, not yeah. even like you don't have it's to. Opt-in. You can it's just opt-in. play the game. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. And that really makes it pretty beautiful in terms of like this. There was a lot of, I've played a number of uh, strategy games like this where mm. the systems are different where you... If you pay, you really will get farther. Yeah. And it does make a difference. Yeah. But this one, it's the, more of strategy aspect. The ones that annoy me are the ones that are like the big overworld where you have a shared universe with other players yeah. and you're just like mm. growing up your base and then you mm. send people out because there's so many aspects of that design that I find interesting, but mm. they are all pay to win. Oh, yeah, they really are. <laughs> they are all pay and this to isn't, win. And this isn't like that. It's really not pay to win. It's, yeah. Some people will try and say that, but it, uh, having at the level I'm at, People love a, to throw that out as a siren yeah. call of just like, I'm not good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> it must be pay to win. Um, mm-hmm. What's up? Do you think that this game works as something on the console? Not necessarily blown mm. out, just maybe up to the graphics because I'm, I mean, I saw it from the E3 yeah. demo like, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was, I think two, it was years two years ago. ago. Yeah. Two, yeah, years two years ago. Because I played ago. it all last year. And I, you know, I have no interest. And it annoyed in me when people there, but... shat on it. They were <laughs> like, oh, this game looks blah. It's a mobile game. Why is it on the stage? And I was that. like, yeah. no, this looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It plays yeah. good. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I was just, questionable about it first, just like yeah. a bite-sized thing, like even on the Switch, or just like, mm-hmm. this actually looks pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Switch would be good. Yeah, I'm watching it. Like I said, I'm not too, too much into If they put it on a console, though, I think they should expand it just a little bit, mm. only a little. Because I don't know. I think keep I, I, it free I like to play. It. No, keep no, it free to play. Great play like Make the, the controls different. Actually, you don't even have to on a Switch because yeah. it has a touchscreen. Yeah. yeah, it has a touchscreen. So yeah, you yeah. don't even just. And just I, I play it on my phone. So. The free to play aspects, or you know. No, don't even. Just make it free to free, free to play. It's free to play already. Why not? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they play with everyone else who's on yeah. the mobile thing. Because, yeah. like, You're for right. example, right. for example, I play Android games on my computer. There's a thing called Blue Box that yeah. emulates oh, Android. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'll be working. And I'll just have, like, a little window mm-hmm. for Undetonation or some other shit. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times you have those kind of games mm-hmm. where they, they have, like, an autoplay feature where it yeah. just goes on in the background. And I like doing that. Yeah. And I don't see any, like, this game will work in that it context. Would. It would. And it let me, do, let me take a break. Problem. And do a quick thing, yeah. Mm. So like, I don't see any reason why Switch couldn't be included in that no, support. And I've even played with like not not a great signal and still one. It's not like mm. the lag sometimes is a problem, huh. but it's not like de- well, it's it's a ending. yeah, it's a game where each move that you're doing like 
is going to be a small thing that it has to yeah. send back and forth, but it's not like a fighting game where like every millis- every frame matters yeah. in terms of something. No, pre- some, well, near the end, every frame okay, matters. yeah, so I, can like that. You have, I can see that. Yeah, if your lag is almost significant, mm-hmm. and then you get could, that roll you, back, and you're just like, oh shit, it didn't, read, been games it didn't read that I told him to attack, and now I'm dead. There have been games where I straight up only lost because there was a, a second lag, uh, and I couldn't move a character in a place. Even with a good connection, or. No, uh, yeah, with a good connection. If it was yeah. like just second lag, and I wasn't able to move the character into place at the last time. Yeah, that's where you got to worry about people doing all sorts of like lag switch bullshit. I don't know yeah, if you guys yeah. are familiar with that. No, I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've dealt with that in other games. Yeah, <laughs> my cousin taught me about that shit because he used to play Wildlands multiplayer, mm-hmm. like pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, I remember like times where... I would shoot someone and then they'd kill me or like they'd kill me and they were in the other room and yeah. like, oh, my, like that people would explain to him lag switches and he was kind of pissed because Ubisoft yeah. did not address it very well no. on Wildlands. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Next up, we got ourselves. Oh, okay. No, I, oh, yeah. I got Walking Dead uh, before, before you get into your <laughs> <laughs> adventures. No, I'll be pretty quick with this. Like, I estimated myself. I'm keeping myself to five minutes like a good boy. Uh, <laughs> so, I played myself the final season of Telltale's The Walking Dead. Mm. Um, anybody? What's everyone's experience with, with Walking Dead? I played the first one. First season? I didn't finish the end, but, you know, everybody knew You didn't what finish happened. the first no. season's end? Okay. No. And I, I then, um, you haven't played any? No. And Stacey, you haven't played any? I haven't played any. All right, cool. So I get to give you guys the overview. So so first season of Walking Dead, Clementine is a little girl who can't fully fend for herself. You play Mm -hmm. as Lee. You find her in the first episode. You start taking care of her. You Mm -hmm. pair up with other survivors. Things keep falling apart, but the constant is that you as Lee are trying to, to... take care for Clementine, and it keeps reminding you that Clementine will remember that. Mm. And like oh, uh, all these, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all a great these, gamer tag. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Clementine will remember. <laughs> That'd that. be a good gamer tag. Yeah. And so you have all these like moments where it's like, oh, you're kind of teaching her a little bit here and there. And then the se- the second to last episode of the se- of the first season ends with Lee getting bit, and like Clementine is, has been kidnapped. So like uh, reminds it me of sets another, up another game with a family. <laughs> 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 reminds me of another game with an adult and a child. <laughs> uh, there's a few games you could be talking about. I'm not mm-hmm. sure which one you're specifically talking um, about. What was the? There was a game with the the heads they explode or something like that. Oh oh, you're talking about Last of Us. Yes. Yeah. The intro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, literally the intro that to, to the Last of Us. You see that intro scene and you're like, that's not the girl from the cover. Mm-hmm. She gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. So in any case, um, the final episode of the first season of The Walking Dead, you as Lee have been bit. You are uh, trying to get Clementine, who has been kidnapped. You face down with the guy. You have a fight, blah, blah, blah. Then you're escaping this hotel that's full of zombies, and you get into a corner, and throughout the whole episode, Lee is getting sicker and sicker, and he's getting pale. And then the finale to the first season, you get to choose as a player whether you want Clementine to leave you here to die or shoot you in the face. (laughs) I made her shoot me. (laughs) So, and I, you know, fucking bawling, crying like a little girl. Season two uh, follows 
follows Clementine again. She's older. She's more self-sufficient. She finds a different group. She finds Kenny from the first game, who she thought was dead. Kenny is all kinds of fucked up. By the end of the game, you kind of need to choose who you side with. I shot that motherfucker because he was being really irrational and terrible. And mm-hmm. I ended up finishing that game with the character Jane, as well as this uh, kid AJ, who was born during the course of the second season of the game. Season three... You find out, for me anyway, because it depends on what your choices were, that Jane uh, hung herself shortly after <laughs> the end of the first, uh, the second game because she found out that she was pregnant and she couldn't fucking deal with that. So she hung herself. Wow. Yep. That was it's fucking deep. dark. And then uh, you don't play as Clem in this one. You actually play as a different character. Uh, this uh, You play as like this dude from a Hispanic family. I believe his name is Javier. And you're learning like... It's inter- it's really good the way that they play off of that because you play as this guy and you're like, is Clem in this game? I don't know. And then she gets introduced by holding you up with a shotgun <laughs> and being like, don't move. And it's just like, I know that voice. <laughs> so you're like trying to role play as this guy, but he doesn't fucking know Clem, but you know Clem. And it's like an interesting back and forth. But you end up becoming friends with her, liberating a city. But you also learn how she lost AJ from the the kid who was born Mm. in the second season. And so she finishes that season basically going like, I got to go find AJ. Now, final season. She has found AJ. We don't exactly know how. And she's just driving along like a road, right? Episode one, essentially, you crash due to like just Walker mishaps and you get rescued by this school of kids, right? And this, uh, these, I'm going to go full fucking spoilers for everyone, by the way. So mm, if you haven't played yes, this game, yeah. please go away. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you've so you been get, warned. <laughs> you've been warned. So, uh, you get rescued by this like school of kids. There's no adults in this like little community. And there's this one dude with a fucking mullet who seems to be calling the shots, but he seems okay. And then you learn that, uh, towards the end of the first episode that, some of the people who you found out like had quote unquote died, they did not die. He got caught outside of the gates with one of the colleagues, one of his colleagues who are still in the town and two other people who everyone thinks are dead. He traded them to raiders in order to get them off their back. Mm-hmm. So he basically was like, we're going to lie to everyone, tell them that they're dead in order to like, he's basically a scared leader going like this problem will go away if I just keep trading people and in some sense he has brought you into the community so that you can be the next one that he trades to these raiders Mm. you overhear Mm. this and you're like that's no please and Mm. you confront him and he's talking to the other girl who was there when this happened who is keeping this secret and does not want to keep this secret he in a fit of rage fucking kills her (laughs) and then like uh, he blames you for it. The episode finishes with this confrontation where you're able to talk him down and everyone in the community is just like, yeah, man, like we want to hear the truth and da da da. And then because you've been teaching AJ so well and he is a very young child, he picks up a gun and shoots this guy hmm. in the head when he was no longer a threat. That's the end of the first episode. Hmm. I've already run out of five minutes. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about it more some other time, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be responsible. It's a really good start to what turned out to be a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, yeah, it was, it was overall pretty good. I think that now's a good time to pick it up at a relatively cheap price and you can play through yeah. it in an afternoon mm-hmm. instead of waiting a few months for each episode, which is mm-hmm. always a fucking drag. Oh, gosh. So uh, I basically recommend it for people who have played through the series and enjoy it, and maybe I'll talk about it more in the future. Which yeah. more there were this more was a nice listen. I think it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was never much into the lore. The game was okay, and, yeah. and that was kind of it. So 
All right, Stacey, tell us about Diner Dash. Diner, Diner Dash. Dash Adventures. So the original Diner Dash, I have to give some history first so that you can see why I'm so upset about this. <laughs> so uh, we've talked before about women in gaming and women in programming and producing and trying to get venture funds. So the original Diner Dash was actually created, the idea for it was created by an actual waitress. Uh, and she couldn't get anybody to make this game for her. Huh. So she eventually uh, signed on a deal <coughs> with, uh, let me find the company name, because I'm not good at remembering names, but mm-hmm. uh, Game Lab was the name of the company, <coughs> right? Was it one of those things that would just come on a PC when you it, bought it? It was originally a PC game, yeah. and it was a for-purchase game. It was relatively inexpensive okay, okay. Uh, for its time. And it was a very simple idea. You yeah. deliver food to tables, you get money back, as you uh, develop enough money, you can then afford to buy more tables or buy different mm. kinds of food. You can buy mm-hmm. a stove for the kitchen, and now you have different kinds of food you can order people. You still have to keep track of giving the right orders to the right tables, doing it quickly enough. Mm. And then towards the end of the game, they added the idea that somehow the color of the table should match the clothes of the people that are going there, and that <laughs> makes them happier somehow. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a game mechanic to yeah, try and make yeah. you put the right person at the right table... And it's match colors. Yeah, it's Classic match puzzle game stuff. And the idea is that you uh, try and keep up with an ever-quickening workload mm-hmm. and that the success- successful waitress can juggle all this stuff. Mm. And at the time... Right, I, she was the hero. Flo, she was the what's hero. What's her name? Flo. Flo, yeah. Flo is the name. <laughs> and uh, it kind of raised the idea that this is an, a profession that people don't take very seriously. Mm. Women deal with a lot of harassment. Yeah. And this made it seem like, actually, this is harder than I thought it was. That was fun mm. as fuck. And it was a fun game. Mm. It was a fun, cute little game. So, but in the background, in order to get this game published, because again, here's a game where a woman's the hero, it takes place in a restaurant, it seems dumb to some dudes that are used to shoot 'em ups, mm-hmm. being the safe bet for their money, <laughs> right? So, in order yeah, to Yeah, if you just like pallet swap the game and just made it like blowing up zombies, right. <laughs> they would be like, this game's to, awesome. To sell table, the rights I'll to give the you publisher. A red grenade. Mm. So, the publisher, Play First, to this day, gets the huge majority of money. Mm. They were neither involved in creating this game nor in producing the original versions of this oh. game, but they're the ones who've made all the money. In fact, yeah. Game Lab in 2008 pretty much laid everybody off Oof. from the original wow. office of people that worked on this game. Oh, boy. That's the story behind Diner Dash. Now, if you open the game now, I found at least seven versions of a currency in the game. (laughs) So many mobile games. So it was originally not a a free-to-play or mobile, like, microtransaction game, but that's right. clearly what it is now. Yeah, and back then about it was more one level at a time, increasing complexity, just classic and, and puzzler. Right. The only consequence, if you did not succeed, was you would have to play the level Replay again. the level. Right. Yeah. So now you have to buy groceries in order to play levels, and they only fill up every so often. So one of your currencies is groceries. The energy system. An energy system, which you yeah. can, of course, buy more of. <laughs> wow. You can also buy the actual gold currency with which you would buy an upgraded oven for example. Okay. Uh, and there are also hearts, which represent how much your customers have enjoyed your service. Uh-huh. Uh, and hearts when, are another currency that you games can transact in. Okay. Wait, you can right? buy hearts? Yeah. Sort of. Uh, you okay. can buy I mean, hey. more appreciation <laughs> from your customers. You can upgrade your relationship with customers for money. You can bribe them. And then they will yeah. give you more hearts. This game makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Uh, 
there are some characters that are not available to you right away. There's this old man named Norbert who haven't left his house for ages. In order to get him to leave his house, you have to upgrade the park near where he lives, oh which costs God. money. And it's a very sweet, heartwarming story oh. in which they would like to take, take some of your money from you so that you pay them in order to get the old man. Norbert so that he becomes you. a customer in your restaurants? Correct. Which is important because... Because you can make more money from Norbert. He's, He's a sweet old man and he tips color. well. Oh, he tips well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so funny how like a nice story like that just feels to me completely undercut by like, I'm trying to make more money out of you, you old Basically. <laughs> so you can see like the twin competing, like the original idea behind the game, fighting with the microtransaction nature yeah. of it. So the customers are really nice, diverse lot. You've got a... Uh, African-American business owner who comes in mm-hmm. and she wants to be served really fast. And mm-hmm. if you do that, she'll pay you well. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, she'll get annoyed. And she so they actually have personalities yeah. for the That's different customers? Yeah. She's realistic, I think. Yeah. They have yeah, a nice little multiracial couple that if you do all the things for them that they need, they will propose to each other simultaneously. And Aww. it's adorable. It's sweet, right? They do it, wait, they do it every level, though? No, no. This okay. is the thing okay. that happens once. Like it's a and story it's almost. It's a story. Oh, okay. Right, so you've That's got these cute. stories with the customers, which is not part of the original game, yeah, yeah. where they've got all these nice personalities, and it's mm. a nice neighborhood. You can really get this feeling that Diner Town, what they call mm. it, is, <laughs> is almost like a real place. And of course, like any place, it has a villain, which in this case is Big Corp. Oh. <laughs> Run by yep. Mr. Big himself. Reminds, that reminds me of... Um, Who also runs Diner Dash in the background. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Big surprise. Oh, no. Yeah. So he has a couple of henchmen, and one of them is Flip, who carries around his emotional support skunk <laughs> and annoys the other customers because he's smelly. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the other one is Beatrix, who demands an extra large table or... Uh, later you can help to run a hotel and she demands a large hotel room as well. <laughs> and she carries many, many pieces of luggage that must be developed. So dealing with entitled pricks is a game mechanic? Oh Correct. My gosh. Holy yeah. shit. You're, that is real. You're selling me too much on this game. Yeah. Okay. Let's try and <laughs> Bring the hammer down. Let's try and unsell Bring the hammer down. On this game. So this game went from being a long shot PC game in 2004 to being yeah. on every possible platform yeah. by 2010. Yeah. Wow. And 2014 went free to play, and that's when all this nonsense got out of control. So, in addition to gems and hearts and groceries, you can also trade in lightning bolts, sunflowers, planner pages, and grandma coins, because apparently Flo's grandma is a nice old lady that needs her house fixed. Okay. I so, uh, you can involve yourself in many different types of events like Game of Thorns, not Game of Thrones, but Game of Thorns <laughs> because Grandma's house has covered in vines. Kay. Takes place every weekend. <laughs> uh, when Beatrix takes a day off, you can run around and try and find her planner pages to see what evil she's up to now. Oh. And that's also a currency. Her planner pages uh, are a currency. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. every major holiday, of course, like Valentine's Day got turned into Palentine's Day, where you mm. give your friends letters to tell them how much you appreciate them. Not a bad idea. Except those are also a currency. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So, oh, oh, we are missing. Look at this. Oh my God. You can spend $150 in one all shot. Of the, all of the currencies are there. Oh, you can, we're, we're you can spend, video people you can spend $150 as, at a oh, time, shit. and that $150 will probably last you maybe a week. There oh. it is. As Stacy was talking, man, man, man. the video went to the uh, store. It's about and ten different, literally no, like five or six different n- ones there. Like six or seven 
lists of the currency. So you can buy one off, or you can buy packs of 10, or packs of 20, <laughs> or and packs each of column is a different currency. Well, and that's I'm part of this like, crazy oh shotgun approach that these guys have towards, mm-hmm. like, let's see which version works. And they try to keep all these isolated little economies so that they don't fuck each other up. Yeah. But then that grows out of control into this bonkers thing. What I think will be funny is what happens when kids who were, like, raised playing some of these games, like, they're going to be so good at, like, navigating economies. <laughs> In a horrifying, horrifying way where they think being taken advantage of is normal. And that, I think, is my so, favorite part of you telling me about this game right. for the past so week. When f- the, the, again, the original story was this was an actual Wall Street woman who decides she's she wants to dumped out of the industry and she wants to do something real. Yeah. Right? Mm. And in the second version of the game, she buys her own restaurant. And mm. it's kind of a, ah, oh, she's made her own life for herself that feels good to her. Mm. In this version of the world, she's doing a tremendous amount of unpaid labor and it's unclear why. For she doesn't, everyone. For everyone. Mm. She doesn't just clean up the park for the old man mm. so he'll leave his house. She, like builds a new fountain and lays new tiles <laughs> on the ground. Oh, wow. um, and then when she realizes the hotel is about to be foreclosed on, she basically rebuilds the hotel from scratch using her own money and asks for nothing back except to be able to serve the hotel clients in this her is, spare time as a second job. This is the most libertarian game wow. of all yeah. time. Like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and fix your entire town yourself. Yes. <laughs> right. And then, you know, we realize the fish Does shack she ever is in trouble because of the ocean has drained because oh, big no. corporation has done something evil. <laughs> we have to single-handedly fix the environment as well while we're at it <laughs> in order to get the fish shack operational so that we can have a third job. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> do so this is officially out of fucking control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and and... The level of franticness of the game has gone a little nuts, too, right? Mm. You can have coffee, milk, orange juice, but if you put milk in a coffee, it becomes a latte. There's two kinds of pie. They might or might not want whipped cream on that pie. And then there's soup, but you can't. if you bring an extra thing and you're carrying it around with you, then it slows you down because you have something in your hand. You can't put mm. something else in. And it's just like... It is designed to make sure that every once in a while you will get stuck unless mm. you pay them money. And that's one of those tricky things where like the free-to-play slash pay-to-win, whatever you want to call it, right. uh, mobile monetization fucks with the design because most of what you just said, I'm just like, oh, cool, they increase the difficulty. That sounds interesting and challenging. But at the same time, what you're saying is 100% right. They're not doing that for purely like let's up the difficulty for the people who are experts at this game. They're doing it because they want you to lose yeah. and then pay right. money. You want every single dish that you make can be upgraded by spending currency so that you will make more money off that dish or mm. your customers will like the dish more and award you more hearts. Or if you like upgrade the oven, what happens? It like cooks faster? It cooks faster, which mm. makes them happier because they're getting their food quicker. And when you're talking about trying to manage all of these things, that can make a huge difference, I'm right. sure. And there, there are even boosts like mm. that makes flow walk faster or makes mm. the customers eat faster. This is Make the customers... <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that is God. the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's like, what is the item that makes them do that? Fucking cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, weed. And you can buy weed. them. Weed. Weed. And you can buy them for money. I came in here and with a big appetite you buy flow. It. Yeah, I, can, you I got me. the munchies. I'm going to eat super fast, but then I'm going to sit at the table for 20 oh, minutes and not leave. And not leave. Is there a big boss? Yeah. Yes, one of these cutscenes where Mr. Big is doing something bad. Yeah, yeah. that's okay, okay. the guy with the skunk I think and the I've lady. Had with oh, the okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's grotesque <laughs> to me. We've traumatized. And it Mikey. makes me so sad that what was originally yeah. this 
relatively pure impulse by the sort of person that gets ignored mm-hmm. has can now we, just been completely overrun. What I want to know is, can we still buy Diner Dash 1 and 2? Actually, you just brought up an interesting point. Probably. I don't know. I, you just reminded me of another game that came out called Diner Bros. Diner can, Bros? Yes. Oh, oh my. God. It's like the original that she just described. Except let's replace it with dudes. Cause that's no, no, no. Everything. It's multiplayer, and you can play uh, as a guy okay. or a girl. Or oh, anybody. like Overcooked, oh, okay. Overcooked yeah. kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and to some extent, Overcooked is yeah. an extension of this mechanic. Mm-hmm. Mm, the yeah. idea of trying to serve the right food to the right people at the right time. Yeah. See, it's a simplified yeah. version of the game. You play so as a guy This is now a whole genre okay. of games. That yeah, exists. it's true. Right. Diner Dash um, popped off a whole genre. There's one about... Um, <laughs> Outdoor picnics and mm. cooking for your friends. Mm. That's the same general idea. Quick fun fact. Cooking Mom is coming back. Oh, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, I believe yeah. on mobile or on Switch mm. or on both right. or on all. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's safe to say the original creators of this concept <laughs> got very little for their yeah, time and effort. Got, that's too bad. And yeah. the people who are making money off it are the most cynical businessmen. It's yeah. almost like it's become a parody of itself by having capitalism mm-hmm. be an element that's been co-opted into its own story for its mobile version, which is also what it did to the original creators of the Diner Dash series while making money off of a genre that they really deserve more for. Irony. Yep. Yeah, it's irony. It's the worst <laughs> irony. So as with Merge Dragons back in the day, I'm oh going boy. to delete this from my phone after Please this do. podcast. <laughs> and and recommend that you never play not it. Not give you, more money to people who do up. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A beautiful ten minute segue, Stacey, that I, I, I hope so I'm not. So I will just off. say if you want to if you want to play this kind of game, buy Overcooked instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's reasonable and Diner it, Bros it treats cool their too. guys. Diner Bros is fun. Uh, you can play in multiplayer. Yeah. What is it? It's what is Diner Bros on? It's in Steam. Okay, yeah. cool. It's on yeah. Steam. So it'll, find it, it'll find its way to Switch. Yeah. Yeah, look, definitely. Look at, that. look at that. It's so cute. It is cute. All right. So anyway, <laughs> right, segues. The yeah. So, so before no. I get into my minutes, I, I just, <laughs> I, I want to say this literally was a, that was a 10 minute intro. And the, <laughs> and the two things that I just want to, before we go into my two minute time for each game, that mm-hmm. you will be timing me because I'm very you know, into this. <laughs> um, it is so refreshing to open up a mobile game mm. and not have an ad pop up <sighs> oh. and not have a press <laughs> this and not have a timer and not have an energy system and not have different types of currency for that alone. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I, I'm being so serious. I know. Like, it's just like, can I play a game? And if I lose, I need to try again. And That's if I all. lose again, yeah. I need to try again and mm. then rethink my strategy. I need to use this thing that using God your brain. or whoever you be- believe in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Challenges me. Use my brain. And that's it. And mm-hmm. and, and yeah. not be distracted by all this other nonsense. And I'm just yeah. literally because because I I mean throughout the week, guys, I've just been telling people that I'm I'm really impressed with Apple Arcade. But to literally just go like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy to hear about this diner dash and everything. And we've <sighs> all been caught by this type of mobile game where mm-hmm. you're just like this, this game is that. so or or the most egregious thing of like this game was good. Oh, we're we're doing a massive update, and you mm. come back, and, and like, it is a the completely. The graphics are so pretty, and the sound yeah. is so good, and you're mm-hmm. like, you want to like it. And that's but a dopamine is, slot machine part yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the sound yeah. effects it's and like, all oh the nice god, graphics. It's like, oh my god, you're like, a huge and update, and then you come back, and no, it just turned into a roulette machine, a yeah. pretty pretty roulette machine. Yeah. That's right. what I'm calling these things, pretty roulette machine, because that's what they are. Right. They're just designed mm. to pump pump more and more money out of you, and you're sad, and you don't know why, because you're playing something that you want to like, but. 
It's like the good place. Tell us about Looney Tunes. Oh my Tunes. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like hold on. Spoilers? No spoilers. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. all right, all right, all right. All right although, all right. although, if you watch the entire first like season, place. you would understand what no, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. that. No, no, no. It happened first in the season. first episode. We can have a small little thing about So, the good place, just the beginning. This is the premise where. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. So, the first. Yeah, people think they're in hell, but it's not like it's burning. It's just like their lives are annoying. There's all these annoyances in their life, and you're like, I'm in heaven. Why am I so annoyed? And it's like this I'm playing this game that I like. Why mm. am I being so fucking annoyed by mm. everything ar- around it? Yeah. So that's to say that Apple Arcade for that you, alone you has almost, been great. You almost yeah. forget what the alternative is. Yeah. And then in, in Apple Arcade, you have an entire series of games, none of which will ask you to spend a cent because you've already spent your money on mm-hmm. a subscription. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and props to Apple because like Google Play has a little bit of like they have a... a Play Plus subscription thing mm. that they're trying, but they're not funding games the way yeah, Apple is, they're and they're doing and, it, and, and they're, and they're doing it for it. They're getting exclusivity out of it, and mm. like you know, yeah. there's there's some things that we don't love about that, but what they're doing is they like I remember when they announced it, and they literally said like we created a problem, mm-hmm. we have created a problem of these kind of games that are very like bad for our users. Yeah, we want to help solve that problem, so we are going to right. pay developers to make games with no microtransactions, mm-hmm. no questions asked. You pay for a subscription, you got the game. Have fun. Right. One thing I would like to see is the ability to lock down your phone, so you buy an Apple Arcade subscription, and your kid cannot download any oh, other God. games. I'm almost certain that you can do that. Actually, you can, no, like you can. Per, there's parental there's parental features for on on, on iPhones. Right. Yeah, but yeah, even yeah. Apple Arcade is through the store, but it's all going to be. And I'm using quote marks free uh-huh. if you mm-hmm. have subscription. Oh, I see what yeah. I see what you're saying. Like exactly what you lock everything else but Apple Arcade. But free games, because, yeah. 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 Because even a free to play game may have in game transactions right. and Absolutely. all that Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they don't well, have no, parental so Stacey, settings for just that. Just because I work in a school and I have to lock iPads for kids, there are functions in like yeah, yeah, there are functions yeah. where yeah. it will be a free to play game, but you could stop it in the system that says in app purchases yeah. are stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna so have to. I'm gonna have to be get real good at that stuff in the next few years when my brother he had a kid is gonna is gonna start going like. All right, like he wants to play games, mm-hmm. but like, how do we do this responsibly? And then Apple I'm gonna have Arcade. to do all my research and mm-hmm. and figure Apple out Arcade. all the parameters. You only play what's on Apple Arcade. Yeah, yeah. but that might be back a good to shortcut. The good stuff. Um, good stuff. One, one note I want to make right before is that I, this is a special note that the music for most of these games is fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I it yep. is something that I was going from game to game to game, going like. I'm turning off my podcast. I'm turning off my music mm, to actually listen to the Right, because so many game. mobile games is like, let me put, listen to my music while I play Yeah, but game. no, I was just like, these tracks are so good. Nice. But okay, so after that, I just, load, so let's get started. Right. Grindstone. So, so Grindstone. Round one, Grindstone. Stone. Fight. Shoot. Grindstone is a sort of a match three, but not really match three sort of uh, adventure game where you take uh, control of like a barbarian who is, cutting through creeps um each <laughs> it's, it's like a bedazzled sort of where you go through but you match up so as long mm. as the colors line up you can cut through them mm-hmm. so it animates the barbarian like going through all the monsters and you cut them what happens that with every 10 chains you get a grindstone and a grindstone allows you to change colors so what you're setting up is the ways that you'll finish all of a ye- yellow color and at the end if you find a grindstone you can change it and go to the green color or the red color. I believe there's six colors. It's like red, purple, blue, <clears throat> orange, green. Um, so as you cut through items and as every every 10 the grindstone will get bigger and bigger and bigger and that's also your currency. So you can cut through it and then it goes into your bag or you can leave it for the end and it also goes into your bag. I mean, I don't know if it's less money or more money. 
the game starts to get complicated when they start adding in enemies, they start adding in rocks, they start adding in um, things that change the gameplay in the sense of things will change creeps into stronger enemies. There's also sort of a bandit. So if you cut up and then you leave your grindstones, he'll teleport around and he'll grab them so you can't change colors. Mm. Um, it gets difficult. He also has his own skills. He can jump. Um, he can have a shield. So as you as the level continues, um, creeps will start glowing and then they can attack you. Um, there's different attack patterns. So a regular creep um, attacks in a cross pattern and the bigger creeps might attack in a square as well. So it's basically you doing these three challenges like getting a key in a chest, fighting a king enemy, and then uh, fighting enough, cutting, there's a level counter in the sense of you have to cut enough uh, guys to open a door in which you can f go through through the end. And time. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Next, I want to talk about Speed Demons. So, guys, if you were waiting for a burnout because we haven't had one, mm. Speed Demons ah. is a top-down burnout. The music is fantastic. The, the the art design is cool. It's simple but really colorful. And, like, it's just a great game where they have a bunch of challenges where, I mean, literally, like, if I have time, I would let all of you guys play it just to get, like, the function of it, mm -hmm. where you can ram cars. And there's about eight different modes. See, this so is kind of driving game I like, where you yeah. can be very imprecise and just run into shit, and it's yeah. kind of okay. Oh, it's, it's, actually <laughs> a lot more it's actually a lot more precise than you think. Oh, yeah? And so there's different modes. So there's, like, a pursuit mode where... You are just going and you're, you have to pass, a, no, no, not pass a couple of people. You have to go through like mm. a certain checkpoints. There's a demon mode where you have to pass cars. Mm -hmm. There's a regular race mode. There's even a cruise mode where you Oof. just drive through you an know, area in a certain amount of time and you just enjoy it. You know what's fascinating? This, this is like giving me bullet hell vibes. Bullet. Ikaruga. Uh, uh, this is a little bit crowded because yeah. it's race mode, so there's more cars on the screen. Mm. Um, there's this... slalom mode, so you got to go left and right. There's okay. uh, there's a uh, carnage mode where you are a truck and you just have to ram through <laughs> items. Um, That's my and, mode. And right this there. controls are simple. Do they have a speed mode where if you go slower than sixty miles an hour, everything explodes? <laughs> no, but they that's should. funny. This um, reminds me. They need to the work on that look. one, right? Yeah. The top-down mm -hmm. look reminds me of like the original old old racing game where it's just you go back. Yeah, and forth. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's really cool though. And then they have two different, three, four different view modes. It's like a. Uh, really far away view and like the screen doesn't move as much. Oh, so we're only and, looking at one camera out of the four. Yeah, yeah I actually mm -hmm. prefer this camera. The, so like the road moves and you kind of have to retrain your eyes and yeah. then they flip, they flip the perspective and it's actually uh, vertical. Um, I'm sorry, instead of down up, you're watching it up down, which mm. I don't. It's weird after a while and I've gotten used to the original mode. Yeah, it's like Time. a 16 lane highway <laughs> where you kind of like merge and unmerge lanes. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got Assemble. Assemble. So Assemble is cool. Like I think it's actually one of the newer games. So it takes place, it's like a, it's like a visual novel almost mm -hmm. where every encounter is, you're sort of like a repair woman and you go to Belaravia for a food festival. Hey. So it goes through it, and you meet certain characters. Oh, like and, Device 7 almost. I'm yeah, and as you go through it, you have to fix something. So it's a 3D object that you can spin around freely. You have a screwdriver. You unscrew, like you literally unscrew to the right to, you know, unscrew and, <laughs> and screw back to the left to, you know, screw in a screw. You open things up. You replace them. You manipulate. You put glue on things. And it's just a cool, like, sort of item manipulation thing. Right now, I'm up to like a little Game Boy and 
the A button's messed up and the screen was cracked, so I had to replace them. And, and it just takes, like, there's no timer. It's just like you manipulating an object and just fixing pieces and stuff. It's just a really cool, chill vibe of like, you're going through this story, you're finding out like, okay, here's this repairable. I just realized the game is called Assemble with Care. Oh yeah, <laughs> Assemble with My Care. My bad. No, I mean, that's fine. I, I think I wrote it. Because on, you know, on the apps, it'll sometimes shorthand when yeah, you're looking right, at the names of things. Yeah, yeah so a full, na- full game name is Assemble with Care. Um, I'm really enjoying the writing. It's fully voiced. Mm, so wow. every all of, and each page. That's what get, and paid gets you. <laughs> each page is about two sentences. And it's usually maybe um, a monologue, like paragraph section, and then like maybe a spoken part. Or maybe the top part is, um, I forgot her name. Shit. Um, the repair woman saying something to, you know, the character she's interacting at the time. But it's just like, I found myself going like, wow, I'm just sort of playing Maria. this game and really, Maria, yeah, mm. Maria, just playing this game and like really enjoying this is it. beautiful. By the way, developed by us two games, the developers of Monument Valley 1 and 2. Yeah, so they oh. have a good sense of what I call thinginess. Yeah. The yeah. sense that you can almost feel the object that you're playing with in the game. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I want to say about this, this is very reminiscent of exactly Goodness. how you do this. Because I'm looking at how they fix this game. Oh, yeah. They have done yeah. some of these breakdowns. Yeah, they did uh, their research. Right? They, yeah. yeah, they yeah. did their research there. Nice. Cool. That's cool. Um, next. Next. We got round four, Skate City. Actually, let's do what the golf Okay. I kind of want to switch around some stuff because towards the end, I kind of want to not talk about some games and I'll go back to others because I have a a, a huge critique of the platform. Okay. Mm. Next is What the Golf. What the Golf is What the Golf. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm glad that... This is like for surgery. We're watching a video. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Surgeon Simulator. The first level is, oh, I'm hitting a golf ball. Then I'm hitting the golfer. Then I'm, I'm hitting I'm a cat. I'm a cat. Then I'm hitting then a house. I'm hitting a house. Then I'm playing. I'm exploding the actual golfer and trying okay, to aim it. This game is insane. Like this game is I got up to a part where it's it weird. turned into like, um, what do you call those games where you are uh, trapped by gravity and you're going from gravitational pull to gravitational pull. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so basically you're a golf ball and you're going from one planet to another planet. Gotcha. There's actually a like work. Gra- there's a game Osmosis. Or, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. There, and there's gravity an, over, there's, there's an mm, overworld. There is an overworld where it turns into sort of isometric and you go for your way to each um, challenge. But it's stupid. Like, I don't it's even know what to say. clearly. Like, you, you in a good way. Don't, in yeah. Way. <laughs> no, in a very good way. But it's just like, you don't know what you're getting into next. You don't know what they're going to allow you to hit. I feel like this is for fans of the movie Kung Pao Enter the yeah. Fist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. I mean, this was fantastic when you are shooting the ball and then your character just goes, wait, no, I'm hitting you. Um, yeah. And then... <laughs> 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 and, you, and you don't have to really put a golf ball into the hole. You just have to hit the pole. Yeah. So it's kind of great. There's well, it's there, got a good sense of humor. There's, there's a, sure. there's a level where funny. you're the golf club. There's a level yes. where you're a bunch of golf balls just because. Um, there's a level where you're like a car and you hop. Okay. I'm not going to ask the question, do you think they were smoking something? What do you think they were smoking oh my God. when they thought of the design for this game? <laughs> That's a good uh, I can just totally see them at 3 o'clock in the morning just laughing their butts off. Yeah, just like yeah. totally 
Mushrooms. Until man. they were smoking, smoking some shit. We did it. <laughs> okay, wow. next right. I would like to talk Hot about wash? is Mini no. Motorways. Mini Motorways. Okay. Mini Motorways is a game that I think. I, I'm not. Oh, wait, gotta put on a timer. You can go. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm you don't sticking have to be to such the... a good boy. I don't know why. We're My gonna, window is We're going to waste more time talking about the timer. Add timer, two minutes. Where'd it go? Okay, I don't know where the window is. Just start talking. Okay, well. Um, mini motorways I really like it's sort of one of those um, road planning games where you are building roads so mm. one thing could get to another destination SimCity um, Light yeah there was actually now that I'm talking well, to oh shit it. this is definitely the same developer as the Metro's game that I've I was gonna about. say this Probably. looks like the transit absolutely. game absolutely I'll look yeah. it up myself actually yeah. now that I'm remembering there's a car game that I was playing on my phone years ago that I forgot what it was, but I really liked it. And it's the same general thing. They've based each map on an actual city. Yeah. 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 So with this game, basically, um, so it's real time, and things will pop up. So a red building will pop up, and a little counter will come up, and a car park will pop up. Yeah, mini metro. Mini metro was... So you have to draw a line to it before the the tags on the building get too much, and that's how you lose the game. Mm. You are only allotted a certain amount of roads, so you have to be sort of efficient. As the game goes, you have to just, more buildings will pop up and more car parks will pop up and you have to sort of in to, in context just build new roads and say like, oh, okay, this planning doesn't work. Uh, wait, maybe I have to add a road here. Maybe I have to make this more efficient. Yep, yep. But it's cool. The art design is so like zen in a way of like, it reminds you of zen, dri- zen absolute, absolute drift. drift. Yeah. Um, it's just clean and sort of. Um, what's the word? Not Intuitive. utilitarian. No, Minim- no, just the art minimalistic. Design. Minimalistic. Oh yeah, um, minimal. Where is the art is just very and it, and the colors are just very vivid. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Like the again, the music is great. It's sort of like the somber, dulcet tones as you're playing the game. Um, as you finish challenges, you get access to more roads. So there, then you might sort of delete an inefficient road, or maybe a building and a car park popped up that like it's just like oh well. This isn't really gonna work. Maybe let's do redo the roads. And it doesn't do the silly thing of like, oh, the car is stuck. What happens is that yeah. it'll sort of give it translucency, and it'll return. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So there's like more I to say, but yeah, I'm nice. keeping that's to the enough time. to go on. <laughs> yeah. I think. Next, next so the ne- so I can do Skate City, and then the next I'm gonna sort of talk about together. Okay. Okay. It's so funny how you're waiting for the timer. Don't you know Dead Air is the worst thing ever? No, it's not Dead. So Skate City. So Skate City could probably be described as most closely related to Ali Ali, but simpler. Gotcha. Um, So you go through the... uh, It sort of has this like sort of... Remember Skate? So it sort of of has the design for Skate, but, you know, a little bit more minimalistic. It is on the iPhone, but that I feel like the art direction isn't of that vein. So you basically hold down a button to, to pump yourself with the Skate. And then you can swipe to in six directions on each side of the phone to do your skating. So if you swipe down up, it's like an ollie. If you swipe down diagonal left and swipe diagonal right, those are also tricks. And then on this fr- the front half of the phone, you'll do nollies instead. So each associated trick with the front of the board. Mm-hmm. When you grind, you just jump on a grind point and you use um, you know, you use the arrows on the screen to tilt yourself. Maybe there's gyroscopic functions or not. But it's nothing to scream home about in the sense of each there's different modes. So there's like a challenge mode, there's a trick mode, there's a freestyle mode. Um, I've gotten through just like one just to get the feel of it. 
But in a sense, I kind of want to talk about only the one problem with Apple Arcade that I found. And I'll be talking about this for weeks because there's some games that I just, I haven't gotten to yet because I've been mm-hmm. enjoying the ones that I've been um, playing. Mm-hmm. And it is the controls. Yep. Mm. There are some you. games that I that are not for the phone. Mm. This right, game, it's like they've all been developed have... on an iPad, and then you're left yeah. with your little tiny or phone. even a controller. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I. Well, have you got to remember that Apple Arcade also lets you play games on well, Apple TV well, yeah. with yeah. a controller. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna get to that. So touch so, controls might be ass, but yeah. And I feel like there probably are sites that that um, aggregate scores <laughs> and reviews that say He's what's dead. preferred, <laughs> you know, controller or phone. Um, this game, I definitely would see this working better on a controller, mm. but is not unplayable. Okay. So there's that. And you also got to remember, like, there's a generation of kids growing up, they don't want to fucking touch a controller. Yeah. They're that playing too. on their touch devices. They might be better at this than we are. You that know? too. However, um, so now that we're done, so the next uh, couple of games I'm getting into is Hogwash. There is a... You don't have to put on time for that. I'm going to... Uh, let me just go through the list because I actually... I was saving this, but I actually just didn't play some of them because... The controls were so bad on a touchscreen, okay. and I I need to like get I want to just get my blue like my PS4 controller and I'll connect it Bluetooth yeah. and try it again. Oh, but I see. This sound... is direct character control in a 3D environment. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that's but 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 the ideas, well but the ideas behind these games. That's why I put yeah. them on there. Yeah. I do want to. So the first game we have up is Hogwash. And this game is super fucking cool. I just wish I could play it on the phone. Well, you can so, see right here yeah. the video that came up for us with someone playing on a controller so, because yeah. the tutorials Again, are showing a controller. Whenever you have two independent axes, yeah. right? One for the camera mm-hmm. and one for mu- movement, you're already at a point where your phone's not going to do yeah. that well. It's yeah. not going to do yeah. that well. I, I play yeah. a lot of Emily Ladies on my phone, and it's definitely... Yeah, and that's part of like what makes, for example, Call of Duty Mobile pretty interesting is they're doing an all right job with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Hogwash is cool. So basically, it's an asymmetric multiplayer game where oh. you take places, you take control of three pigs, and it's multiplayer, so it's four four players, three pigs or a <laughs> farmer, and what happens is that you want to mess up the farm with mud. You can run around the farm and you this can is bust fucking through. Fucking adorable. Yeah, you can bust through um, different uh, fruits and vegetables on the floor. So I, I, I've only seen watermelon and pumpkin. So you, so you run around, yourself and then you, you make bust the them up, and then and then there's a but that's a you don't automatically do that. There's a roll around button. Yeah. So you roll around yeah. and you cover yourself with mud, <laughs> and then there's about three objects Twice. on the map that you have to shake when you get next to it and cover it with mud. Mm-hmm. So there's a house, and it says, okay, you have. Well, I think there's three things, and then there's always the house you know what this looks like what dead by daylight except yeah. cute know. as fuck yeah. oh, I, get yeah. a, I get a little bit of a goose game vibe out of this and that you're a small yeah well it's multiplayer so i don't know yeah. but but so and then on the opposite side <laughs> you are the farmer and you have to keep your house clean so mm-hmm. you run around with a like a washer and you can wash what the pigs uh <laughs> um mess up or you can wash the pigs yourself mm. i oh i've only played it the pig so i don't know fully the mechanics of the farmer but it is it's super oh cool. And like oh I said, I didn't play it because it was just like I can't play this on the, the controls. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely want to go back with a controller. Um okay. next. Okay. Next game is uh we can do hot lava, actually. Okay. Hot lava is the idea behind it is fucking cool and it is clay entertainment. Uh, well, makers it's immediately of Mark obvious of the Ni- what that is. Mark of the Ninja. <laughs> so basically it got it was um the idea behind this game is 
basically a childhood game. Did you ever play with your oh, siblings? Oh, the floor so is like, lava. The floor mm-hmm. is lava. So you of have to course. jump from thing to thing to thing. In fact, there so, are an, a surprising number of games based on hot lava. If you uh, just look them up on the mobile store. I saw store, a very funny... Like, some of them are really bad, <laughs> yeah. honestly. I saw a very funny like mobile... Like, sorry, not mobile. Like indie little movie about like roommates playing the floor is lava and taking it dead seriously. It was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing, and I don't know if this is the consequence of the game, you can't move and look... Um, simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. And I don't Ooh. know if this is like a speed thing, but it was really jarring where I'm like, oh, I want to run and like hold the camera. No, I could see that being stop. a design choice though because so many normal games, you move quickly <laughs> yeah. if you know how to operate two sticks at the same time. Yeah. They're almost saying like, we're making obtuse, complex, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but movement it's, but part it's not. of the gameplay. Yeah, but it, you don't but think it, so? But it, look at the game. It, no. It's simple. This is, this is in the vein of what I call yeah. really ugly not very usable hot lava game. But but I'm yeah. saying that yeah. I'm saying that I can see this being a design choice to go move or you look. You yeah. don't do both at the same time. That is part and of the I, challenge. I think you're giving them too much credit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> because when you actually play it, it's just like you so then it's like, "Hey, let's go." And then your sister goes fucking fast and leaves you and you're like, yep. "Oh. Okay, so I guess I'm just supposed to stop and look." Stop and look. It breaks the flow of the game. Okay. And, and also, like I said, it's multiplayer. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. So again, I have to try on a controller to see if like maybe when you're on the touchscreen, that sort of stop and look gameplay is all you have and all you can do. So that's what it is. And if you're in a controller, you can just push your analog stick forward and keep on going. But it, I mean, look at the game of someone just falling to their death Repeatedly. over and yeah. over. And I don't know. I've got a different again. theory here, man. Feel um, free to download it, and we can have a yeah, 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 point yeah. counterpoint yeah. on yeah. hot lava. The well, but, I, it, but again, I'm mentioning it, mentioning it because I feel like it could be good. Mm. But I played it for ten minutes. I'm like, I this is extremely it's unusable on yeah. my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are things that some people get used to, right? So, like Counter Strike, in some sense, people think is very realistic as a game, and I disagree yeah. because of the fact that when you are not moving and you have your your point and your cursor and you press the click button, it will shoot in that exact location. Location, and that's not how aiming works no, it's with not. guns. It's it's actually really fucking hard to do that. Mm-hmm. There's things about fatigue and all these other things that if you're doing a realistic simulation, that's what you do. And this, in a certain sense, I think of as like, like I said, intentional obfuscation can be a design choice. It yeah. can be frustrating because you want it to play a certain way, yeah. but it could be part of the design. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it is, then... But that's my theory. Yeah. If it is, then... I don't think they thought this through, but given their pedigree of clay, mm-hmm. I mean, of their clay games, Mark of the Ninja, mm-hmm. having this ballet, having this oh, like, you know, makeup plan, like it's just not in their DNA of the games that no. they've made before. Gotcha. Like, oh, let me stop and look. Let me stop and look. No. Well, there's a lot I'm of it in Mark of the Ninja, let me stop and think. Yeah, but you stop and think and then you execute your plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like if you uh, akin this to real parkour, mm-hmm. like no one is like, stopping as a, as a matter of fact. Sure. That's... Yeah. I would That's say I would say mirrors, mirrors edge. You yeah. are a parkour master. This, yeah. you're the kid who's trying to get out yeah. of the like. So, that's so true, that's how I think. I mean, of it. it's in any case, devil's game. advocate. Yeah. I'll stop. I'm looking at them doing like some some Basic graphics stuff, in the yeah. background that I appear to put more time and effort into than the actual gameplay. That, yeah, that yeah. bothers me. And then, and again, like I said, we're watching a video, and I'm looking at. I played the game, so like I know I'm looking at fairly sort of wrote obstacles yeah. that 
th- that a guy just keeps on dying on for no reason. Because he's used to platforming a particular way. Yeah. Like right now, yeah. it looks like we're we're going through a high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely it, a classroom. So it wants to have a sense of humor. It just. Yeah. It's falling flat for me. But I've yeah. actually given this type of game way too much time, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good discussion. It was a good discussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's... Oh, is that it? Mini Pac-Man. You, you got Pac-Man uh, Party Royale. Yeah, so the last one I'll talk about, which I didn't play Pac-Man a lot Party of, Royale. is Pac-Man Party Royale. And fun, it works. I like it. Yeah. Two, touch controls for directions, I don't like. Yeah. I definitely need like a D-pad or an analog just to... They do They do, do the thing where you can prime him to turn before he turns, but yeah. when it, it, it... It's just... I didn't I mean, like it. As someone whose favorite Pac-Man experience is Miss Pac-Man drunken at a, <laughs> at a you know, barcade, barcade. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. the physicality of a joystick is so key to how it's I real. play that game. Yeah. And when yeah. I play it on touch controls, I'm just like, it's, it's not good. Oof, it takes yeah. some getting yeah. used to. So this, yeah. the party, the party rules for this game are pretty cool. So you basically start off with four Pac-Mans and one ghost. Interesting. And you go around eating pellets, and the ghost is there. It's not anything special. What happens is that oh, they're some, doing the they're doing the Jackbox setup. It looks like yeah, yeah. share share a code yeah. to have code people join it. your game. Yeah, smart. Um, so what happens is that you uh little like power pellet will spawn, and but it doesn't stay stationary. It moves around, and it's pretty clever about how it moves around. When you get the power pellet, you can eat anything, and that's how you kill the other players. Mm-hmm. You can kill the ghosts, you can kill the other players. Mm. And you Once can see you that they the slowed player, it down so that yeah. it doesn't have the frantic pace of a classic Pac-Man. Yeah, but it gets faster. That's a, oh, okay, yeah, it gets got faster. it. So what happens if you're a regular Pac-Man and you run into each other, you just bump into each other and that's it. It's not in anybody's best interest to do it because you'll slow down and something will catch you. Unless you want to kill that player and feed him to a ghost. Yeah, but usually when that happens, you're not near a ghost. I haven't been in a situation. So you eat the pellet, and then you eat another player. That player turns into a ghost. Now you become translucent, and you have to go after the other players. Ooh, interesting. When you go after another player, you can revive yourself. But if somebody eats you as a ghost, I believe that's yeah. when you die permanently. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like this really cool... What about the guy who starts forth. as a ghost? That's a that's a um computer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, you start off with four Pac-Mans and then computer ghosts. Got it. Yeah, I was gonna and, say. And it looked like an AI because it wasn't very smart. The computer <laughs> ghosts are always there. It might be a it might be a ratio. I don't thing know. Of Pinky like, was a smart. If you have four players, there will yeah. always be a com- I think there will always be a one, at least a one computer ghost because you need something to at least no, randomly no, yeah. kill you. Because if yeah. both players are good, they will never kill you. It makes sense. Yeah. So it's actually really fun, and like I'm I'm surprised that. Pac-Man could be a battle royale and like they didn't mm. they use the DNA of the game mm-hmm, to sort of mm-hmm. reimagine it, into, it yeah into this royale mm-hmm. system and I was like yeah you're right like you turn into a ghost and if you're a ghost you get your life back by eating the other Pac-Man and turn into a ghost somebody and then also you can't get the power pellet as a ghost you can only get it as right. Pac-Man yeah. so it balances it so it's fun just couldn't play it because I was like I can't do the touch screen mm. so like I said I was mentioning games that I think have like promise but let me try an alternate control system, you know, either I'll talk about it next week or the week after. Okay. And just to say like, hey, you know what? I was right about this game. Or like, <laughs> Stacy, I feel like she's not really into hot lava. It's just going to be like, mm, no, it's a shitty game. I called it. Yeah. <laughs> but, we'll see. Um, It'll be fun to take a second look at Yeah. But overall, yeah. last minute um, thing to say, it's worth it. 
for five dollars a month, it's yeah, worth it. It's I don't know if it was worth it when it came out, but mm-hmm. I know there's been updates, and I know Stacy, you talk, you've talked yeah, about extensively I've, I've, that I've been watching them grow yeah. the number of titles. Yeah, but also it seems like they're specifically asking, and these are overall pretty decent publishers, asking them to come up with a concept where they can continue to build new levels every yeah. few months. Yeah. So even if you've played the game before, you can come back six yeah. months a year later and yeah. play it and get new content. Because I can totally yeah. see like a game like Assemble with Care. Like right. it, it has its chapters. And remember, each chapter is a story and then you fix something. Yeah. If they say like, okay, <gasps> I finished my story in Bel- Belravia. Then it's say Assemble with Care. We've updated a new chapter. Guys, and then she, yeah, uh, now Maria's going to go to a different else. city. And Apple fix- Arcade is actually probably going to be the first thing to figure out episodic gameplay. Yeah. Maybe. Sounds like because yeah. there's no time limit. Mm-hmm. Like right. imagine Telltale with like with the assist of uh, something like an Apple and Apple basically going like, if a new episode doesn't come out every month, fuck you. Like I could imagine that being part of their contract yeah. essentially. And they don't, they don't and seem someone's to be that harsh about it. They seem to be going, Oh, you need say, another month. I yeah. would say mm-hmm. I actually, I'm with Stacey. I would say it would actually, um, alleviate some of that because you have a whole suite of other games you can play. True. Right. So and in a sense, I do like Assemble with Care. But, but maybe you I'm get a push notification the, to the be like, new episodes out. Yeah, but for the, the, yeah the, the message to the publishers is take your time, but we're not going to pay you again until you give us more content. Right. Yeah. And All then right. also, we have don't worry about your players. They can play something else in our suite of games. Right. Which mm-hmm. is fine because, I, like I was saying, I was like, Assemble with Care is nice, but I feel like when I finish that story, I'm good and I'm like, oh my God, I would mm. really like more game, but I'm not looking for it. But yeah. like, yeah. once I, like, I think, I tell, I'm, I think I'll be pleasantly surprised if it, if I wake up one morning and it's like, Assemble of Queer has up, uh, you know, uploaded mm-hmm. a new story. And, and, like, and that's oh, shoot, the one really? thing is that Apple Arcade needs to figure out how to give intelligent push notifications to people based on the games they've downloaded. Well, as long as you keep the game on your phone, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, it can send you a push notification. Yeah, that's that. it knows what, I mean, it has your account. It knows what you downloaded. Yeah. It knows yeah. how long you've played it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just I, I mean, this is what I do for a living is make iPhone shit. So, like, I'm just saying, like, if you have the app on your phone, yeah. uh, but I you, have you ever noticed a cloud push icon? push notifications off. Yeah. Gotcha. I get annoyed. Yeah, gotcha. by that. It does get yes. frustrating. That's yeah. true. But Apple's probably better. Well, no, Android, you have like uh, categories like, of notifications yeah. that you can like turn yeah. off, which is good. Yeah. Apple needs to get on what that I shit. What I want is like an email that I feel no need but to But what go they to can do, soon. oh, yeah, they could do that. Yeah. But what they could do in terms of push notifications is like that could be part of their thing is like the push notifications that you send cannot be annoying. They've pushed back on a lot of people for that, where like yeah, it's technically sure. something that they can kick you off of the App Store if you're sending promotional material in your push notifications. They don't enforce it ever because it's probably too much work. I don't know. But if it's yeah, part of your, if it's literally you're getting it. paid by Apple under Apple Arcade, then they can go like, these are our terms. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you come out with new content, do a push notification. If you're yeah. doing it just randomly to like pester your users into like playing more of the game, no. Yeah. Right. They can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully they do. I mean, thinking of like, you know, Stadia and the Google Play and this. This, this is a good entry in the subscription this, war. This seems to be a really <laughs> good. This is the smartest entry in the subscription war because they're not trying to build a platform per se. They're just offering you content. It's like yeah. the Netflix of yeah. platforms. And again, well, the but only so is game, game pass. Is you, my game won't ha- be annoying with ads, and it won't make like I can sit here and go. 
when have I reviewed anything that hasn't been the game in the last 20 minutes? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. As far as like Stacy, Diner Dash sounded like a really good game. We had to talk about but the economy forever. It, it got oh, ruined yeah. because of the economy. Even with, even with Command and Conquer, mm-hmm. even though you're enjoying the hell out of it, yeah. we still have to have that conversation of yeah. like, yeah, but were, what about that economy? Though? If there were an uh, Apple Arcade Diner Dash, it would mm. be down to I'm, a single I'm, currency I and I would be fine. I wanted to say that during your comment. I wanted to say, yeah. tell them to go sign up for Apple yeah. Arcade. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I like how they set up Command and Conquer because I don't. They, I don't even have to think about the economy. Sometimes I can just play the game. Right. Right. So, it sounds right. like one of the better versions. It's See just that. that. It's just that we have to be suspicious, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Think. Part of why Apple Arcade seems so awesome is just that, like, they're solving a problem that they created, yeah. which so that disparity is really bad. Versus Game Pass. It's the games that are coming out on that. They were never that egregious to begin with. Like you know, when you're talking about like Battlefront Two, then you're getting into that territory of what the fuck are they thinking? But like the games that are coming out on that same day that they release, Mm -hmm. you know, first party stuff and some of the other ones they've negotiated. They're games that we already know we like that are interesting and so mm-hmm. on. Fun fact, I actually have Warlords of New York because I signed up for Uplay Plus because uh, it was half the price. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But uh, all of which to say, I think there's that disparity because yeah. so many mobile games suck ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then what's coming out on Apple Arcade is so damn good, so it's a really good play. Or is it so many mobile games suck ass or so many mobile economies suck ass that ruin economies. the game? The, the problem They're synonymous is it at tends, this point. No, it tends to be mm-hmm. one or the other. Because yeah. what happens is the people who are skilled and want to get paid well mm. are going to go to the ones with microtransactions. Yep. Right? And that's really the heart of the problem. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we need to, like, I'm, I'm at this point, like, seeing how things have developed over the last year and change and whatnot, I'm actually firmly in the place of just, like, I do not trust the ESA and the games or the industry. Yeah, like, I mean, make this shitty legal, regulate it, whatever the fuck you need to do. Mm. Like, it's I mean, really things bad. Are happening. And I look like, at Congress and I go, yeah. Okay. The pond. yeah. So things are moving, whether or not how that functions in the sense of a global economy. EA is getting sued in France. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Things yeah. are happening in different mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. So how that plays out in a global market, because mm-hmm. once it's online, we're not dealing with just America. You're dealing with yeah. the world. Yep. Yeah. But also at the same time, EA is perfectly fine just going, okay, you know, for Ultimate Team, shit's off in that country. Everywhere else, we're going to keep doing it. So yeah. mm-hmm. Until people... Uh, hopefully like it that. catches wind. Hopefully yeah. it becomes ubiquitous. Cool. This All right, so let us go back to a better earlier time where yeah. there were no microtransactions. Um. They didn't even really exist before mobile phones, for mm, all intents and purposes. What a life that was. What eh? a life. That's not true. Magic the Gathering yeah. existed. Magic. That's that true. was that was microtransactions the original mm, one. Yeah. <laughs> Real life microtransactions. <laughs> Booster packs. But at least you had to go to a dang store to do it. At least I you mean, got a physical you thing that you could. You didn't have it on your person at all times, yeah. tempting you. Right. I mean, yeah. CCG were the original uh, microtransactions. A golden plume didn't shoot out of the sky when I opened a booster pack. Yeah. Uh, not the golden uh, card booster pack. <laughs> in my head, in my head, I saw the shiny hologram. And I, anyway, what anyway. we're talking about is classics remade. Ooh. Yeah. So Matthew, why don't you tell me why? You wanted her to talk about this. So I wanted to talk about classics for me because there's a number of games that have been remade. Like even before we started talking about the the we joined the podcast here, we were talking about we were talking about some some fan games that remade that made people like like oh man, I want to play this fan game. Like this before they doing started really doing going into it. There've been a lot of fan games that have been made um, been like a level made like Zelda games in particular. Mm. Like they'll make it in a whole different engine. Except Nintendo shuts that shit down so yeah, hard. Yeah, they shut it down really quick. Same thing with Pokemon mm. stuff. They Same with Pokemon. Love doing um, that. 
But um, the family friendly company that will sue the fuck out of you. The, yeah. chron- the Chrono Trigger game. Have you guys ever mm. seen that one? Oh, I haven't Most heard of that. Chibin Chrono Trigger remake that Square Enix was just like, nope, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, okay. like, what was like the Halo or right? oh, well, Half-Life? So, yeah. part of what's mm-hmm. happening is I think the game developers are starting to understand that if they don't There's remake their own games, Someone's someone else it. will do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they'll be left with a legal problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I, what, I, what I will say is, uh, thus far, I'm not aware of anything that feels like a gross That's version of like the Fantastic Four movie that they put out oh, in the gosh. 70s, just so that they can main, uh, maintain the IP. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So far, the remakes that we're seeing, the big the big budget ones, they're it's solid. Cool. RE2 yeah. is good. RE3 you know, is coming we see, out. We'll see what RE3, I don't FF imagine them cocking remake. that up. <laughs> um, we talked about there was rumblings of a Parasite Eve. Yeah. That I would be excited back. about. That would be exciting. Because um, that was a very theatrical mm, game made. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I also like the definitions of remake. How big is the remake? Mm-hmm. I mean, how how much, how much do you have to change? For yeah, it to be a you've remake? got you've got the uh, you got the HD team. version of yeah. things, yeah. right? The the uh, Shadow of the Colossus. First, you got the HD upgrade. Then you got the full-on PS4 remake, right? Yeah. Like different levels, mm-hmm. but the gameplay pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, what what would you call that? Would you call that a Remaster? High remaster? Or yeah, like you, have, remaster? you have HD editions of games, you have remasters yeah, the, where they're the, mostly... The then HD you have a remake, is, RE2 is yeah, remake. Yeah, the remakes. Yeah. RE2 is different. a remake. I feel like a remake is something that is, at in its inception back in 1997 yeah. or 1995, what it is, That's it what is nigh playable yeah. or... Very difficult to play with today's gaming standards. To me, and you there's have to go in and significantly retool major design mm-hmm. points about the game. That's what I was gonna get. So at. RE2, as when you guys you cross that line, like, it has the, it has the feeling, mm-hmm. it has the essence yeah. of that game, but with today's gaming sensibilities. Yeah, because Shadow, mm-hmm. the the remaster, it looks. Fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Gameplay wise, design wise, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. When you cross that line into let us rethink the design of this thing, mm-hmm. that's when I think you're talking like remake territory, yeah. real big changes, real mm-hmm. big differences. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, for purposes of our discussion, is a remake something where you've reskinned something with prettier graphics, or a remake is something where you've made significant change? And that's mm-hmm. that's where I mean the terminology. It, it's, yeah. There's so many different ones, but that's where mm-hmm. I think you have like your HD editions. You have your right. your remasters where mm-hmm. they even more redo it, but they don't touch the design. And then, like yeah. for me, mm-hmm. remakes, remakes is yeah. like. The design is up for is up yeah. for it's grabs. A whole new game. It's up right. for grabs. So Let's the final this. Fantasy uh-huh. Seven, almost a whole that new we, game at that, that point. Play. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that feels like a proper remake yeah. where they've really thought about how can we make this. There better. was um, yeah. Metroid Samus Returns. Yes. the redo uh, exactly. Metroid Two, mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu mm-hmm. and Let's Go Eevee. Those were terrible. Um, <laughs> call, call it. <laughs> I, I call no, it. no, they weren't. I kind of also want to discuss the. You didn't. Let's I don't go. remember. I, I played. I played a demo, and I was like, "I'm. I'm probably not gonna like this." So let's be fair. Mm. I did not play the full game. Okay. But uh, they look like a certain kind of like watering down or boiling down of things that I didn't like. Uh, Do you think the Let's Go's no. are better than the Sword and Shield? No, no, no. Remember, they're remakes. So the original. Yeah, but they had like the simplistic controls, and you can contr- you caught Pokemon by just like throwing a fucking Pokeball at them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. isn't that exactly what we're talking about? They retooled the design to. to yes, update. it's a remake. I don't think it's the, good. That's okay. what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not if saying I it's irrelevant qualifies. to the conversation. I'm saying fine. I played the I demo. En- and I enjoyed I it more like than it. Sword and Shield. Okay, it. gotcha. That makes but, me want to give it another that chance. Might, that might also be in part with expectations when mm-hmm. we all sat here looking at this thing and yeah. going, "What's the great new innovation?" Make the Pokemon bigger. Yay. And then you go... Uh, Pokemon dot scale equals 500. 
Yeah. That's basically. the work that they did to, right. to, to do that. Exactly. Hate, hate, hate. I kind of want to call it the uh, Wolfenstein and Doom game. Yes. Oh, yes. that's an interesting point. Yes. Yeah. 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 Is it a remake? Yeah. I consider those remakes. They kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. I consider those they proper are. remakes. That's fascinating. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to the Doom Eternal. Yeah, release. Doom Eternal. Mm. Oh, that's such a good call. Yes, mm. because Doom 2016, like, it doesn't game. look anything they, like the original and, Doom, yeah, no, but it feels like it, I think. Mm. It does. It uh. does. Uh, and as somebody who was around during those originals, like, there's a lot of room for them to fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, probably has more nostalgia for most people of my generation than any other mm-hmm. game. Ooh, we got to finish watching the documentary about it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> uh, but with the original Doom games, Doom 2 was so far superior to the original Doom mm. that you couldn't even calculate the difference. In the same yeah. way, like... In terms of gameplay? Or yeah, in terms say? of okay. gameplay. And that, that yeah. was the origins of people hooking their computers up together and mm-hmm. playing one another back right. in the day. Uh, okay. Right? That Doom was really, 2? Yeah, that was really the first time that caught on with most people. I always think people. of that as unreal. Yeah. It's unreal after? Yeah. Or right after. Was uh, it? Right okay, after. it was right after. I yeah. see, I see. As soon as um, they started doing it, they were like, oh, we should do something with this. Then everyone uh, came out. And then everyone. People are carrying around their like huge ass PCs to one another's houses. We've got a thing yeah. going. That's right. Mm. Putting candles on 25 pound computers oh to, to make this yeah. possible. Mm. It was That's nuts. That's funny. Yeah. So there's a lot riding on Doom Eternal being mm. good. And I'm excited about it because um, with Doom 2016, it's not a knock because it served pacing purposes in terms of like that was an intense fight. Now let me just like go around for a little while. But mm-hmm. the actual like um, uh, I enjoyed the movement in that game because during a fight you had mm-hmm. to like scale things and vault and yeah. move around and jump because because that was actually tied into the gameplay. But that's what they focused on for Eternal, where you're able to like fucking swing with like a chain Mm. and like jump in all sorts of weird, like they're changing it so that it almost looks like Mirror's Edge plus Doom. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be some crazy shit. And those guys, I mean, oof. You got to bring it back to Earth and really make it hilarious. (laughs) They got some work to do. Welcome to Earth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, please enjoy your shopping. As a level five, uh, what did they call them? Initiate or some shit. Right. I don't know. Advocate. Yes. You are now privy to the... Right. I, don't, I fucking so love that part of it. if that one skewered corporate culture, uh, then what should happen is Doom Eternal should skewer consumer culture. We'll see if it yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can if see that. If they don't maybe. do that, I will be disappointed. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's a great call, though, as a remake of a sort. Yeah. Even if it's mm-hmm. not labeled as such, yeah. that's what it is. No, and, it, and then it, it almost and it opens shouldn't the be door. because that would just discourage the younger generation yeah. from buying the game. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, about. that's true. That's a good call, marketing wise. But they also just called it Doom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They call it Doom Five or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, that almost opens the door too to think about like spiritual successors as mm-hmm. remakes mm-hmm. of a sort. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that gets yeah. tricky really fast. It can it get is. tricky, but like yeah. we're excited about Temtem being a successful yeah. thing. I was actually going back <laughs> further and thinking about did anyone here play Sonic Generations? Yeah. No, I didn't play that I one. That not. holds a weird spot because it, it literally was you playing as old fat Sonic, oh, right. but playing yeah. like a, a, the most, a majority of the levels. No, so you played them in 2D, but they were remakes okay. of. Yeah. They were updated. And then the new Sonic of like we're going to speed through, they had. Old levels from other of those, like they had mm. a, a po- apocalypse or apoc- a, 
Apocalypse? I forgot. Apocalypse. Yeah. Something. No, no, not, not the name. That's a pop, not a pop, a list or something like that. Oh, and they had levels the from those zone. games. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. And so I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, wait a second. It was, it was literally like sort of levels mashed up, mm. or like Sonic Remix. Mm. Is that a remake in a sense of like there was a lot of levels and things from mm. these original games that they repurposed? Yeah. And then sort and of you know, mixed around. That's a part of that's a part of what makes this interesting from our particular medium, right? Because if you're talking about a movie or a book or something <laughs> Can like you that, remix a movie. <laughs> well, right. If you're talking about like remaking a movie or something like that, chances are what you're going to focus on is it's got to have the same characters, it's got to have the same relative story and that kind of thing. Video games? No. It's actually about mm-hmm. what is the play. It's mm. not so much about what is a character, although, for example, in Doom 2016, you being the Doom Slayer is key. Yeah. But when you're talking about like Sonic Generations, like it's a play on being old Sonic or something, that can be kind of cute. Yeah. But it's the gameplay, in a sense, yeah. that we're interested in remaking, mm-hmm. yeah. arguably. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, so. this, 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 well, we can, we can break it down into like control, design, and game. I mean, aesthetic graphics, or presentation. Yeah, graphics, presentation, design, and then gameplay. Like mm. Shadow of the Col- Colossus basically just redid the graphics. Yeah. They or they updated yeah. it. Yeah. RE2, they did updates to the graphics. They did major design and they did gameplay, you know, changes, mm-hmm. but they still had the same feel of the yeah. game. It still so had basically the same are, plot line. Yeah, and those the same three. Characters. Yeah, I those still three screamed like a girl. Mm-hmm. That was the key thing. That was yeah. the key thing. But I think those three mm-hmm. metrics are things to focus on in the sense of like, okay, is this a remake? Is this a remaster? Mm-hmm. Or is this like a... It's like more of a retool. Yeah, or yeah. a retool in the sense yeah. of where where can you... Yeah. Really and I think there's a space for each one of those. Like, you, like we were mm-hmm. saying, trying to like define each of them. Is like you like yeah. have a remastered game with the HD... And then you have like the retool, and then you have like a complete remake from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. just a reimagining, yeah. like imagining. Yeah, I kind of want to just briefly mention two shows like The Witcher, or oh. they're going to come out with The Last yeah. of Us mm. on HBO. Yeah, and it's like they're just starting to realize, oh, you know, it's the writing mediums. for some of these yeah. good games mm. is quite good. Mm. Yeah. Actually, probably better than what we have for yeah. the average movie submitted to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I would, I would fight you on that slightly, yeah. but. Keep going. Well, and that's the thing is like the Witcher show is probably better to me than any of the Witcher games. Mm. Uh, but then it's also like what is it, eight, ten episodes? So yeah. okay, you know, yeah. yeah I would say that I would say that games hundreds of hours of gameplay. Yeah. Games could do you know. games can do a better job of mm. establishing worlds. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's where like Division Two fucking knocks it out of the park. But mm-hmm. but compared to shows and movies like the line by line dialogue and writing and stuff, Sometimes. that can suck. That can yeah. relatively yeah. be bad. So. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a less effective game. Look no further than Hideo Kojima. That motherfucker needs an editor, but he creates some of the <laughs> most... He creates... He's he the George Lucas of, the, of video games. Nobody will tell him He's no. fucking worse. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but the... Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, he creates some of the most compelling emotional moments mm-hmm. because he leverages gameplay in, the most, yeah. in some of the most crazy ways. Like, mm-hmm. making you shoot the boss was the most dick move of all time. Yeah. And like... Yeah. Uh, and, and, and if you made that a TV show, I would be like, that's sad. But when yeah. you make me right. shoot it, after all these hours of gameplay, even though there was a good amount of editing that might have been necessary for certain things, arguably, mm. I'm fucking balling. Like, yeah. just crying like a little baby. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing like realizing the only way to proceed in the game is to do something you feel bad about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing that he plays with in all of his mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of his games might be actually due for a remake. I would say so. I mean, yeah. you know, unfortunately, Konami's held it onto that property, but oh, gosh. That's a whole <laughs> <story>. <laughs> they're not capable of doing anything as weird as like putting zombies in a Metal, Metal Gear game, right? Metal Gear, the Netflix show. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
I mean, there is a Metal Gear Solid movie that's supposedly in eternal pre-production. Okay. It's just, it's just, I don't know how you translate it. And like, without like a good set of creators at the helm, meh, whatever. Yeah. But going back to remakes, yes, it could probably use a remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you go back and you play the original Metal Gear Solid, like it, on some level at this point for me, it would just be like this rote exercise and going from cutscene to cutscene to remember mm-hmm. what the story is. Like the yeah. gameplay wise, I'd, you know, meh, whatever. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, like Phantom Pain is one of the most replayable fucking things ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truth. But uh, I think part of what's interesting what, that we were hitting on in this conversation is like when you're remaking things and you get to the essence of what it was and you make it mm-hmm. modern, that mm-hmm. shit's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that can share like mm-hmm. remakes in movies as well because yeah. that's was, happening too. Yeah. I was yeah. so excited when the guys that did Mist, Rand oh. Company, mm-hmm. you know, they started coming out with new games and then they had their own. I think 30th anniversary edition or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the anniversary editions are good. Mm-hmm. They are an improvement, but they're very much a reskinned mm-hmm. original. Yep. And Just their the new graphics. games more or less attempt to use similar uh, scheme when what they really need to do is move into the modern world. Yeah. Where you think the, like, the design of the gameplay, right. you they, think? They want to have discrete rooms that you shift from one to the yeah, other yeah. and oh, click on objects yeah. to change the environment right. where we live in a world where you walk around freely yeah. and to do anything le- less than that feels really and strange. There's, I, I yeah. haven't played a ton of them, but that nowadays I am very well aware there's some good stuff on PC that are like successors of a sort that do have very different kinds of gameplay. Yes. Um, everything from like uh, what uh, what remains of Eden Finch mm-hmm. to, to other sorts really of things. One. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. It's It's... Come into the hands of other game makers to have mm. the kind Spiritual of insight. Almost. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. that you brought something about insight. There's a something I mean we remember we were saying about the H D games, it's like, oh, are they gonna remake some of them? But if you just do an H D um bring up or remaster of some games, it's can be a whole new game because of how the game looked at the time. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of racing games then. We don't have that many racing games right now. They have like yeah. a mobile games, but there are a lot of racing games then that. Or they fall into the super realistic version, which uh, would change the whole, whole and, game. Right, yeah. and and frankly, mm. if you want to be a terrible driver and get away with it, this yeah. is not the game for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like simulation driving games because I'm just I'm so yeah. bad at that stuff. Yeah, I'm not so even talking about I'm talking about some of like driver. the creative games they had that yeah. you can't even play right now because you're used to. The games that look more realistic. I want yeah, to be able to remember? run over a tree and it falls over like cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You ever you ever heard of the game? Um, I think it was called Stunt Driver, actually, or something like mm-hmm. Stuntman. Stuntman. Yeah. That game was fucking dope, and I want more of it because it was basically um, like these. You were a stuntman for movies, and yeah. you had to like mm-hmm. perform all these stunts and stuff, mm-hmm. and you had to be like kind of perfect when you do like these certain runs, and it was very fun. But the structure of the challenges and the gameplay was very, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, with modern technology, we can probably only do cooler shit. Yeah. <laughs> So exactly. that's, that's, what, that's one thing that comes to mind for me. How about, were you thinking of anything more specific? I was thinking of games, like some of the creative games they had, like, like Jet Moto, for instance, mm. where if you go and play it now, it's like, it's hard on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun game, but you yeah. realize how bad the graphics are by comparison uh-huh. to today. They just boost the graphics. It's yeah. a whole new game entirely. And that reminds me of how like people talk about um, emulating like classic games from mm-hmm. like a pr- preservation perspective yeah. because those games were designed for TVs with scan lines and like yeah. all these fuzzy things. And that's exactly. why emulators often put that stuff back in because yeah. mm-hmm. that's how you remembered it because that's how it was designed for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've played certain games 
where on the PS3, where like the PlayStation emulation has the ability to put in like more of mm-hmm. that kind of like fuzziness into it. Yeah. I think it was actually the original Metal Gear Solid. It looks <laughs> bad without it the scan lines it when it was all crispy and like perfect looking. It looked bad. It was so strange. For it. it was so strange. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the I think that the preservation conversation is very interesting when it comes mm-hmm. to remakes because on the one hand, yay, we get a remake. On the other hand, preservation is important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's a shame that we allow that stuff to often go to the dustbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore. There's a guy who's working on there's it. A, there's whole communities yeah, that, that mm-hmm. are interested in preservation and mm-hmm. that kind but of I thing. But I mean that are actually in talks with the government of like it's in the United gotcha. States library now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like I've the Smithsonian has an interest mm-hmm. yeah. in preserving yeah, some so, games. Yeah, that's and cool. like even in New York, the Museum of Modern Image keeps mm-hmm. games. Yeah, so, yep, yep, know, yep. Because mo- moving image, not modern image. Moving for sure. Image. Yeah, they yeah. keep actual hardware. Yeah, and they try I, to keep so, it operational. But I also yes. find it fascinating that for a digital medium, like there's no especially good reason. Granted, you wouldn't have the original controller, so the preservation experience is not pixel. Per- it's not exactly the same experience. But like a lot of this stuff really could. Could be a service. A lot yeah. of like Nintendo That's... has the has the NES stuff and the Super NES stuff on the Switch, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they add scanlines to it. But uh... you just brought me up to a good point. I almost forgot about. So I don't know if you guys have been have been to Magfest, music and gaming mm-hmm. f- festival. They had a whole like library section with exactly what we were talking mm-hmm. about, where they had the old either computer that we play the game on or old TV. And the whole setup made made sure everything ran fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you'd play it and have full nostalgia of, oh, man, yeah. I remember how this plays. Oh, yeah. We didn't have original controller stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I went to a really cool um, Gawker event back mm-hmm. when my friend used to work there where it was like a food thing, but they, they simulated like sort of old school 80s stuff. So they had... Grilled cheese sandwiches, but they were with <laughs> Gruyere, you know, not <laughs> and they had like oh um, peanut butter and jelly sand like sandwiches, but it was like an hors d'oeuvre, and it was really <laughs> interesting. You just reminded me of like yeah. them making like these really fancy things, but not that just had the not just the game, but literally take you back in time. We curated the eighties, my friends. It also reminds me of uh, one of my favorite South Park jokes when all the kids are like, "Yeah, let's go like ride bikes in the woods, like it's the eighties. It'll be super cool. Let's put some eighties music on," and then they put on like the bad eighties music. Oh, because yeah. we never remembered that stuff. Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, wow, the 80s was trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah. So it was. That is correct. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Well, and that's the thing is that if we really want to preserve the past, we can't do it just by literally keeping the pixels the way they used to be. Yeah. Well, that's one route. I would say. It is one route, and it's something that I want to keep because yeah, we want to understand why they did things the way they did them. Some of my favorite text adventure games I've gone back and read about why they made some of the choices they did because literally the disc sizes were so small Mm -hmm. the entire text of the game had to be the size of a magazine or less why does Mario have a mustache so right. that you can tell that he has a nose. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know? that's it. And, and that's right. really cool from a, a historian perspective and also for like designers to like right. but study if, that stuff. If we want to be able to talk about kids being born today about Mario. And actually, be, well, Mario's a bad example because that game is still playable, honestly. Yeah. Swear to yeah. God, it's still Very good. Much. It's fucking I, weird how good know, it is. I know, I <laughs> you know. But, I've but, played but, Donkey yeah. Kong again, still works. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. Yeah. But there are some games that we remember fondly Final Fantasy VII might be one where, like, mm-hmm. nowadays, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, that kind of tactical uh, gameplay, it's not that it's impossible to pull off nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to... It doesn't age as well, right. no. I think. But and we so, can try and preserve the sort of the quirkiness yeah. of that era, in a way. Mm. Um, 
and and you're gonna get what you get to some yeah. extent. I I want to both have the original, but I also want us to be creative about how we can bring that forward. Yeah, yeah and one way is through remakes, so that a kid yeah. can play Doom 2016 and go, "This is cool as shit," and then. Yeah. If he's interested in going back to playing the original, he might think it's ass. Mm. But at the same time, like that, I don't know what's a good word for it. That uh, spirit yeah, is kept spirit. alive. Like uh, the old problem solving games don't really exist very much in the same yeah, way now. But you have like Not whole series thing, yeah. of escape room games that mm-hmm. maintain mm, that sense of that exactly. aha moment. Yep, mm. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, those escape room actual life games are almost like some of the. Puzzle games that you'd play mm-hmm. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. now like real life things that <laughs> are more point. similar oh, wait, to the I old games yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> than, than any video game being made now, which is yeah. very weird. One day, they're like, they're going to just have like an escape building thing that costs way too much money and takes like 10 hours to do. <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. That sounds the, fun. The overnight escape skyscraper. Yes. Yeah. Sounds and if you, terrifying. And if you lose, you just starve. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've officially gone too far. <laughs> Ideation is a is a problem. It's a, it's a thing. Well, you actually bring up a good point because there's um, uh, Spyscape, uh, the mm. museum, or whatever, has like the different games that remind me of like the old spy games. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. They have. Yeah. A, I've been to Spyscape. Yeah. They have like a, a handful of things that you can do challenges. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, final thoughts perhaps on remakes. Mm, waiting for Final uh, The only thing we haven't talked about that, that I almost want to very briefly discuss is I'm seeing some board games turn into video games and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I kind of like that too. There's mm. a Dark Souls board game. Yeah. yeah. What? Mm-hmm. There's an XCOM board game. Yeah, that is a very good game. I want to play it. I haven't played it yet. I played it. It's, yeah. it's hard. Uh, it's, it's a computer team, smart. Game. It, it knows. I mean, if you're keeping the spirit of the game alive, oh no, it's, we should be like fuck these aliens. They keep it, killing us. It 100 yes. has the the, the the feel of the original that's game. And meanwhile, you can play like Yahtzee or Monopoly as a video yeah. game now, and that's mm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think I like the most the like ones where they're like some sort of connection between mobile and mm. text. Drop mix. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, drop mix. <laughs> yes, and and that's part of what's good about it is it allows us to think outside the box and come mm-hmm. up with new combinations of things. Yeah. You know, so let's not forget the past because we'll lose part of the future. Yeah. When is someone going to come up with an actual like pen and paper thing to rival D and D that actually expects and utilizes a freaking iPad or maybe many? Well, they've tried. They've yeah? tried several yeah, times. Yeah. Uh, and Wizards of the Coast actually has one that attempts to. Provide you with D and D maps and character sheets and blah 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 blah, mm. well, and not many people use it. I get that, yeah, like on some level, it's expensive and, and all that jazz. But mm-hmm. there's I have be ways a whole D and D campaign I actually play online. Mm. We're, yeah, we're I know some people do that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just imagining you could also do like the augmented board game experience of like here's like the same way Dropmix has yeah. like here's the phone or iPad or whatever device mm-hmm. you have that's going to guide your experience and you mm-hmm. look at it to refer to certain things. Yeah. Like you can imagine a D&D experience where everyone has their phone, their character sheets on their phone, they choose what they do on their phone mm-hmm. and then results just show up on the mm-hmm. iPad. Well, I saw mm-hmm. this Really awesome D and D lair where a dude fitted a TV into his table, yeah, and he uses that. Oh, for yeah. that's the cool. Map. Microsoft has that Surface uh, yeah. table thing as well, which mm-hmm. you could do stuff with. So, so and I now mean, we're off the rails. I'm sorry, it's, it's everyone. Possible. No, that's okay. <laughs> I would like to see more of a combination of the creativity of role playing mm-hmm. and the sort of set mechanics. Yeah, because so much stuff, especially for new players, is just like, what am I even capable of doing? Am I doing yeah. the math right? And you fuck up all the time. Yeah. And oh. that's even baked into the rules is mm-hmm. like a certain right. amount of leeway of like, eh, you figure it out. 
Whereas yeah. drop mix is like you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> that card is not allowed not to be function. put there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not going to work. You can't exactly, do this exactly. Thing. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Well, that so, might be where we're leaving things off. That is what I have. Yeah. yeah. So this is where we'll wrap up today's episode. You can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Later. Of Dragon Later. Ball Z. Bye. Dragon Ball Z. We'll still be powering up. <laughs> uh... <laughs>